Yo, what up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Just James. Hollywood Bandersnatch. Today, we got a special guest in the house, everybody. Oh, shit. Give it up for Al Sugar Bear Parham. What up, though, y'all? Thank y'all for having me. Let's have some fun with it. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming out and joining the pod, man. It's been a while since I've seen you. You know, COVID's been crazy. COVID is, is, is stupid, man. God, it's been wild. Yeah. That, I, hey, I realized, you know, you we, COVID took a whole year out of our life, man. Yeah. I'll be talking about stuff I did last year. I'll be like, oh, that wasn't last year. I was on lockdown last year. Right. That was two years ago when we uh when I got the blowjob in, in the park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was last year. That's right. But due to COVID restrictions, my blowjob uh, intake has been down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get that up this year. Yeah, man. Shout out to the two, two, uh, the 21. That's right. It's yeah, a, it's a comeback here. It's yeah, a comeback it's season. Come, comeback season. Making a comeback. Right. That's right, baby. That's need to right. start bat- batting 800 again. Yeah, man. <laughs> So episode thirteen, gentlemen, it's uh, Just James. We got a familiar yeah. face back. So who's this one? Just I James been here. I've been fucking working like crazy, dude. The job's got me working 14, 16 hours. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's been crazy. Yeah, man, yeah. pimping ain't easy, baby. You got to walk them streets and make them hoes work. When they say the pimp's got a limp, it's for a reason, bro. That's fucking crazy. That's pimps it. don't sleep. No, that's right. No. You got to got to get that money, bro. It's hard, dude. It's I, hard. I talked to him before we did the pod last week, and if you ever want to know what death sounds like, it was him on the phone, man. It was uh, it was crazy. He, it, life sucked out of you, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. That trucking shit ain't it, man. But I put in my two weeks though, so yeah. Well, I'm congrats, going back man. to New York, man. I'm going hey, back to New York. Do what you do, man. baby. Yeah. Hollywood, how was your week, man? Oh man, great, great, great. Hit at the casino, won some money there. A lot of boozy, right? Oh yeah, a lot of boo boo. That's boo boo. Yeah, but all right, man. You know, good man. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Always. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into the fives? Um, Today is Juneteenth. Yeah, oh yeah, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Yes. Everyone's yeah. pissed off about it. We'll get yeah. another day. I believe what next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of companies ain't gonna like that shit. We gotta yeah. fucking pay him. <laughs> yeah, from a business yeah. point of view, another holiday. God damn it, we freed you and we gotta pay you. <laughs> well, bitch, I wasn't paying us when we was working for you <laughs> for free. <laughs> Cocksuckers. Oh, uh, you want to do sports shit, dude? I figured I'll kick it off with the sports shit, and oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll start with that real quick. Do you guys, uh, do you see that thing with Cristiano Ronaldo and Coca Cola? So mm-hmm. he did a press conference, right? You guys all know who Ronaldo is? Yeah, Soccer yeah. player. Soccer. James, I know you know. You're, you're all I'm about it. Huge, you want that. I'm a huge Big sports Ronaldo fan, fan dude. Especially okay. France. I've been watching all the games. <laughs> what is it, football? What? Well, yeah. football. They call football. it football, football. over there. I hear So that. he's doing a press conference, right? And he takes the Coca-Cola bottles off the, the podium, which they pay for. It's a sponsorship, right? So they, they dropped, I think, $4 billion mm-hmm. in the market just by that alone. Wow. Yeah. He has that much pull? He's, yeah, he's like the most followed uh, influencer yeah, in the man. world. Why do you take the Coke cans off the, off the table? He's like super healthy. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's just wild. I, th- I found that interesting, though. Well, well show how healthy his bank account is if they didn't, you know, I, he just wouldn't wipe them off the table, huh? Yeah. Fuck you, Coke. Yeah. I don't need you. I'm already rich, yeah. bitch. He, he ain't worried about the lawsuits <laughs> or nothing. Right. God, That's wild. Man. Wow. It is wild, man. Yeah, now, now, the next thing you know, you gonna he gonna come up missing. Coco gonna hire a hitman, 
cost me yeah. four billion dollars. Four yeah. billion's a lot of money. Four billion's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Did you know that Corona's dropped as well? Like the the uh, the sales of Corona after coronavirus? I heard about that. I actually heard about that at the start because you know you got people that don't understand what's going on. Yeah. They look at the name and they 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 just put it with coronavirus. I'm it's drinking just virus. Right? They scared me. <laughs> drinking virus. <laughs> it just shows you how dumb Americans are. Yeah, man. I haven't stopped drinking it. It's right. my favorite beer, so. Virus comes in the bottle now. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's laughs> we got to stop crazy. drinking that shit. <laughs> no, it's wild, man. How about the NBA boys? Yeah, so uh, I'm still sticking with my picks. I think Brooklyn's going to pull it out. And oh, I think, uh, man. I, like, I still like the Suns, too, man. Sons are young and up and coming. A lot of shit going on over there. You see CP3. that fight though? That, that... Sons and four, baby. Oh. Yeah, you saw that. Sons and yeah, they made an action figure out of that dude. Um, <laughs> yo, that dude <laughs> was piecing them o- up. Overnight celebrity, bro. Really? Yeah. Oh, you did want you, somebody to come get somebody? I didn't see it. I didn't dude, see this it. fucking guy's just pe. All right, so what sucker happened? Sucker punched him. The dude sucker punched him from. Um... So yeah, this guy was standing behind the dude, but I, wasn't his friend involved too? It was yeah. like two dudes. So one guy hits the guy, he grabs him, fucking starts hitting him and then he's telling his boy like you want gonna, something he's like i'm gonna whoop your boy's ass and he keeps hitting his boy lets him go sons in four <laughs> you gotta you gotta fucking get rid of that dude though your boy just stood there he was rocked he yeah. was rocking his ass yeah he tried oh, he to sneak so these yeah. so these were guests these were fans 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 yeah fans fighting in this and the one that sucker punched him the one got his ass whipped yeah yeah yep. yes that just show you the difference between Detroit and everywhere else. You know what happened when they come to Detroit with that shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going down. It's no right. joke. Yeah. What about my man Quan Leonard? And the Clippers He's hurt. went on to win. He's hurt. Four to two. Yeah. Going on to the next level without him. Do you think he's going to be out, though, for us? Yeah, the they say he's done, man. Yeah. That sucks. That's my boy, too. And you got Irving, too. He said he ain't going to be in game seven tonight. Yeah. Mm, that's <clears> tough. Yeah, well, he- you got KD and uh, my man over there. Well, KD, he's showing he can put the team on his back, though. Hiring to come out, finally, you get that, you know, my hamstring's better now, game seven. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love him. Brooklyn tonight over Milwaukee. Yeah. What time's that game start? We're going to have to put that on. 8.30, I think. Okay. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick pause in the action to tell you about Cooper Lawnscape, Metro Detroit's expert quality service provider for all your landscaping and lawn needs. You can visit them on the web at cooperlawnscape.com or hit them at 586-329-9925. Also on all the social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call there and ask for Chad. He's the owner. That's my boy, Coop Dog, and make sure to let him know that Philly sent you. Again, that's cooperlawnscape.com, 586-329-9925 is the phone number. I promise y'all will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, well, I'm going to kick off the fives. So we got celebrity influences. Um, you know, this could be an array of a pool that we chose from. So my first one is actually Dr. Dre. Um, Damn. Doc, Dr. Dre, is a, he's a hip-hop mogul. Um, followed him ever since his NWA days, man. Even, you know, I first got into hip-hop due to Pac, you know, obviously. And uh, diving into that. I just love what he stood for, man. I love how he stood up to Suge and said, you can keep everything. I'm going to start new. Yeah, I respect you know I mean? the shit out of that. I think right, that's. Uh, I ain't saying I didn't watch that movie a couple of days ago. Yeah, man, it's a great movie. That was a really right. good. Yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, but he just uh, he's a staple with hip hop, and, and for him standing up and 
re uh, rebranding himself and coming back out like that. I just thought that was huge, man. Just oh, very, man. Uh, very inspiring. Him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's definitely the common denominator too. Like his link, they showed like a web one time, and he was at the top, and it showed all the links, mm. like how much talent that he's attached to. Yeah, he's yeah. just that common factor. That's uh, he's been a part of everyone's success. Take some stones to stand up to Suge, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, when you come out of that environment like Compton, mm. not too many people scare you. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, you used to true. seeing all that every day, you know? And I, and I was just actually in the car just talking to my boy about that, you know? He, we were talking about our, our group or whatever, our comedy group. And it's like, man, if you're that talented, doesn't matter. You can walk away and leave all your stuff like Ice Cube did. He did the same thing. Yeah. Y'all yeah. can have that. Yep. And, and yeah. came back even better and stronger, just like mm-hmm. Dr. Trey. Y'all can have that. Come, I'm the talent. I got all the inside my brain. I'm gonna come back even better. You know what I'm saying? And came back with uh, who did he had Eminem and Kendrick and mm-hmm. and be, even the people who didn't blow up like Kendrick and Eminem and right. Well, I think Fifty's awesome. part of that branch too. <clears throat> yep, oh, 50. Yeah, played yeah. a big role yep. in that. Yep, so Fifty. Yep. Just imagine, where would hip hop be if there was no Dr. Dre? Man, that's what's crazy. That is nuts, dude. Because you got think Snoop, about. you got there's so many you people. You see what I'm saying? The Dr. whole NWA really though, he was the glue. Even though Cube, I think, was the engine. I mean, Cube was writing all that shit for everybody. But I had to put him as an icon, man. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a beast. Hundred percent. All right, Judge James, swing it back around to you, bro. Uh, my first pick's Bruce Lee, man. Nice. Bruce God, Lee is one of my brother. one of my favorite Damn. people in the entire world. Like for not only martial arts, but like his philosophy. Yes. Um, him breaking down barriers, yeah. coming over here at 18 years old, and and you know people thinking he was gonna just be a dishwasher, and look how he changed cinema. I mean, he mm. made people really respect the Asian community. Right. And uh, he had such like a on-screen presence that was crazy, and he was like battling uh like racism from Hollywood, which. He even, I watched this interview and he was looking at it like it wasn't even racism. It was just, it's about money. You know, like right. he said, you know, if someone came to Hong Kong that was a foreigner and tried to do a movie over here, we wouldn't accept them either. We want to go with a sure thing. And that's, you got to respect that. That's how Hollywood is. It's not, it's not like they're racist all the time. It's, it's just like, they're like, well, we don't know if this is going to work. We don't want to put money behind it. So he respected that and also was battling his own Asian community who didn't want him to teach people that were non-Chinese, yeah, right. and he did anyway, and uh, I just think everything he stood for, you know, it's just, he got me into martial arts, he got me into those movies, yeah. and the Enter the Dragon, Enter the Dragon, God. The Way of the Dragon, I mean, he wrote films, he, it's, I just thought he was so dope, man, I could watch interviews, almost like Pac, like, he's so captivating, you could yeah, watch yeah, interviews yeah, of yeah. Bruce Lee for, for days. He's yeah. so iconic, bro. Yeah, he was, and he was little, too, that yeah. little dude, but, like, he, his power was so huge. Oh, ridiculous. Right. It was amazing. And, you ever uh, see him play pinball? Uh, oh, yeah, with the nunchucks? With nunchucks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. ridiculous. Ping pong. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's just amazing. That's a good yeah. one. And I think the big thing, too, is that he came over and didn't speak English. Yeah. And said he's going to do this anyway. That just show you somebody's resolve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, it's determination for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Hollywood, you on the clock. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's a thing that uh, Bruce Lee came up with I had down here. It says, the key to immortality is first living a life worth remembering. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was from Bruce Lee. Yeah. Nice. Amazing, man. That's yeah. deep. Okay. Yeah. He's a deep dude. He's got quotes for days, <laughs> oh, too, man. for days. I got I to... Gotta, 
one right at the top, Muhammad Ali. Oh, man. My boy, love him. Love that dude. Sad when that dude, watched his whole funeral when he went and just to see how he went out and said, you know, he won the gold at uh, 18 years old. He was 18 and won the heavyweight title in 1964 when he beat Sonny Liston at 22. And then in 66, he refused to draft because his religious beliefs in opposition, and they took five years from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm a, I'm a, they didn't do nothing to me. Why am I going to go over there? You know what I mean? I, I ain't worth the color. Yeah. They did nothing to me. You know, and uh, he just, you know, big inspiration my whole life, Ali. You know, with the box and everything, he could always come back and, you know, just yeah, amazing, man. It's That's so a- unfortunate that they took his license away, too, at, when he was in his in prime. In his prime. Five years, man. And and that's yeah. the thing. Like, I always wonder, would he have lost to Joe Frazier the first time they fought had he not Probably lost not. those five years? Because he came back a little bit slower. Yeah. He was a little bit slower when he came back, and that's <laughs> that's unfortunate, man. Because for an athlete to take off that time, it doesn't matter how much you practice. You got to get in that ring. Oh, yeah. And they took that away. But to have a heavyweight that fast, as quick as he was, oh, yeah. you'll never have a guy like Muhammad Ali. Right. That's why I say they ought to have a day for Muhammad Ali. Oh, it should absolutely. be a holiday yeah. for him. Because he's absolutely. more than just a boxer. Yes, yep. yes, absolutely. He stood up to the government, absolutely. man. Yep, sure. yep, for his you beliefs. He, yo, and, and if I'm not mistaken, when he fought Sonny Liston the first time, I thought he had like some shit that got put in his eye, and, yep. and uh, yep. yeah, Angelo Dundee was saying that like this dude he trained as hard as he talked, so like he could take a lot of punches. Yeah, he was running for a couple rounds just trying to get his eyesight back, and then ended up beating. I mean, he brutalized that dude. I mean, you imagine being that big, and he was only two fifteen, but the shape he was in, and dancing around fifteen rounds, fifteen, 15 too, back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Ali. And not getting hit. And flicking that jab. He said when, when he beat Liston, he said, I kind of flung that jab and snapped that wrist. And yep. that's what caught him quick. Mm-hmm. He had a phantom punch. Oh, you know what's man. crazy, too, is now you, you speak to a lot of veterans and people. And he, he's justified in his stance because a lot of people feel like that war was unjust. And there was no oh, reason. Yeah. And so yeah. many, so many yes. innocent people died. You know what I mean? Dude, kids. Kids, too. That yeah. is, to me, Muhammad Ali is more than just a legend. Mm. He... <sighs> He's an icon. Yeah. No I mean, I put him up there. I mean, does he go up there with Martin Luther King? Does he go past Martin Luther King? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? That That's debatable. Is Ali was just unreal, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That, that's my stance on him. Yeah. He's always been an inspiration. Everything he's done in life for me. Fire, dude. That's, oh, a, that's yeah. a good pick. That's a great pick. Yeah. All right. Sugar Bear, what you got, bro? Well, you know, I thought about this for a little while, man. I think I'm a... My first pick's gonna be Kwame Kilpatrick, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Kwame. I gotta go with Kwame, man. <laughs> Boy got out scot free, huh? <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> man, any, any brother who could talk a white man into letting him out of jail, bro. <laughs> he's oh, an icon, shit. man. <laughs> oh, oh man, no, shit. but you know, but you know, seriously, man, you know, growing up in Detroit. Went to school, went to college, came back, became the mayor. Of course, he did his crime or whatever. But some it's things you got to learn about different situations. You learn, number one, the government always knows. Don't lie to the government. That's why he got all those years, because he lied to the government yeah. on stage. Mm-hmm. If you if you just told the truth, he wouldn't have got all those years. You know what I'm saying? 
But now, you know, he served his time, and now he came out. Now he's going to be – he's trying to preach right now. And, yeah, he wants to be a preacher. He want to be a preacher. You know, everybody has mixed feelings about that. You know, is he doing that just so, you know, he can, you know, write a book about it or anything like that. But, you know, I, I kind of admire what he does as far as, come, you know, came back and tried to change his life. Now, we find out he got a lot of hoes on the side later on, man. Then, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to retract this. We're going to edit this out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come with a whole new pick. We have to update this episode <laughs> right, right. four years from now when he gets caught. Right. No, but to your point, though, people do, I really feel like, deserve a second chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But does, does I think I would be more settled with Kwame if he held a, a thing in Detroit and told the people, genuine, sincere, I'm really sorry. Yeah. To yeah. the people, to them. That. He yeah. owes it to them. Yeah. yeah. That you, you took from them. Because his, his decisions affected a lot of people. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't their fault. And he owes it to them. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I feel that. I was actually, Philly told me you were a comedian. I'm surprised your first pick wasn't Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Don't tell you, you didn't took my second pick. Oh, it's gonna be a good one. I see. Hey. Oh yeah, we're gonna have some fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Well, my second one's actually uh, Barry Sanders, man. Okay. Nice. Um, I love Barry. He's the reason I fell in love with football. Watching him, he was inspiring, um, and I love the way he handled himself. I'm kind of a laid back, not really a pound my chest type of dude, humble cat. And that's how he played the game. Do I love how he left the game? No, but after a while, it's like, okay, you're not taking, you're not paying my boys, you're not paying the guys that have been here, putting the work in to make this team, and they were actually pretty decent, you know what I mean, in the mm-hmm. 90s. They were in the playoffs every other year, Yeah, and he wanted to win. Yeah, um, he, he was just fed up, so I just love the way he conducted himself, man, special player, special athlete, and now he's, you know, he's back in the fold, he's out there in the community, yep. um, just a great dude, man, and uh, got me into the game that I love so much today, so Barry, Barry's number two, man. Can you, can you mirror, or is it, not to cause some controversy, what about the way him or Megatron left. Is it is it the same you think or did Megatron do a better left better? Because for me, if I was Barry and I'm just getting my ass whooped all the time and I'm running for my life every time. Yeah. I'm out of here. I feel you. That's kind of how Calvin was too though. He was beat yeah. up. But see like with Stafford like he he had to sit down with the front office like look, I think it's run its course here. Yeah. I wonder if if those two guys would have done that, maybe yeah. they would have gave him an out. You yeah. know what I mean? But that thing is a different time. Like it, now, everybody's getting traded, and yeah. they want to trade. I don't think it was like that back then, because who wouldn't have taken Barry Sanders? Right, right. right. Yeah. And they promised Barry they were right. going to bring, and and that's what you saw. They didn't do it, and well, they yeah. only made the playoffs because all of the, all of his wide receivers were all stars because of Barry. See, you got to yeah. put eight, you got to put ten people in the box one on one. You should win as a receiver right, every right, single right, time. Right. Yeah, and if right. you don't do put nine, ten in the box, then Barry's going to go crazy. So you got to kind of pick your poison. So. No, I, I feel, love Barry, I feel man. That. He's 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 probably my second favorite running back of all time. Who's number one? I'm gonna let that be my influence for the next. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I respect it. All right, just James. Uh, my second pick's Kanye West. Kanye, Cheddar. you love Kanye. I love you? Kanye, bro. Damn, I love him. Uh, he's all up in them grits, Kim. <laughs> he, he, not anymore, but uh, yeah, no, he had some he had some fire joints though. Yeah, his yeah. track record's heavy. Boy, good. Uh, he's good. No, I mean, the thing is, like, I got into rap music, and I feel like Kanye was one of those first dudes that made it cool to be sort of a regular dude and still rap. 
Like yeah. you had Tribe Called Quest, you had Common, you had like even uh Public Enemy. Like you had like the conscious dudes. They were either yeah. like too conscious, yeah. but Kanye was like cut from that cloth, but yet mainstream. Like he could have fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet he's just a kid with a backpack, a polo shirt, going to college. Right. He's making beats and Kanye, sort of like Dre, there was a time where anything Kanye touched, it was fire. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he produced Common's B album. It's my favorite Common album. He did Twista's Kamikaze album. It's my favorite Twista album. Yep. He was producing for The Rock. He did, I mean, he wrote Hooks for Jay. He's just been such an influence on people. Big Sean, like, and he always, he sort of changes the the wave he controls the waves like other people follow the waves and right. kanye's all he's an innovator right yeah so he's almost yeah. a pioneer in his own regard because he made it cool for the average dude to, to do music you yeah, know and he I mean? comes out with like jesus walks like yeah. to me even though like i was baptized christian or whatever and you know i believe in god and stuff but i don't like those dudes that box themselves in and yet he comes out with a single that's about jesus and it's cool it sounds yeah. dope yeah. Yeah. and he's even talking about how I talk about God, my my record won't get played, huh? Right. And it was on the radio. Right. It's, you know, he's Main, just amazing. Mainstream radio. Mainstream radio, and everyone mm. was singing along to it. Right. It was amazing. And I just think, right. I don't know. I, I, I love Kanye. I think that uh, he's unapologetic. He makes mistakes for sure, but I love the fact that he's not afraid to make mistakes in a public eye when... This is an era where that shit can get you canceled. Mm. Yeah. You gotta respect that, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, right or wrong, he's speaking from the heart, and you should be allowed to be wrong. Right. You know, I yeah, think sure. I think everyone deserves that chance to be wrong and also say, "Hey, I was wrong." Right. But we're in an era where people, you know, you say something wrong and they're like, "Ah, well, we're done with him." Right. I'm not that way. I can't because I've made so many mistakes, countless mistakes that nobody will ever see or find out about. Right. 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 Um. And maybe they will one day, like certain things will probably pop up, but we've all made so many mistakes. And I feel like for Kanye to be at such a high top level and still be like, you know what? I'm going to say how I feel. Yeah. That's so I respectable. Respect that. Yeah. I, I respect that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one, man. Yeah, man. I dig it. Hollywood. Ah, oh, this one's tough, man. I had the Black Mamba. And Black you know Mamba. how much I love, oh, love Mamba, Mamba man. I love Jordan. Right. But when. All this went down with him, with the COVID and everything. That kind of took from Kobe. You know, Kobe Bryant, man, was just somebody special. I mean, the way his work ethics, how he was as a person, on the court, off the court. Just, I mean, amazing, man. Mm. Love that guy. You know, um, Jordan was more of my era. But, you know, I said I like Kobe and Shaq. But I liked how Kobe told Shaq, you know, when he was getting too big coming up and down the court. He called him fat boy. You know, and checked it. No, oh, okay, we don't blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah. You ain't going to win without me. Oh, yeah. I will. I will show you that I will win without you on this team. But he stood for what he believed in. And, you know, watching him put up that 81 points that one night was just amazing. Man. Oh, yeah. Right. Just actually, mini Jordan, dude. I actually got the book upstairs, The Mamba Mentality. Yeah. It's, it's a good read. Man. I got it's, one it's, sitting it's, on my, my dresser, man, right there. It's him. a whole mentality and state of mind. It's just, it's pretty incredible. You know, it just it's sad how it all went down with Kobe, but yeah, he'll be uh, he's my one B to Jordan for sure. Dude, I remember just hearing that, and just me and my boy was like silent, mm. and then all of a sudden this COVID came, and we didn't even get a chance to grieve Kobe because there was COVID. Yeah, yeah, and it was like this. This really sucks, Lee. Yeah. Like we didn't even get a chance to just grieve this guy, man. 
one of the greatest because yeah. everything was co you know COVID nineteen this and that. It's like, you know, but yeah, he's definitely. I mean, you want kids to look up to a guy like that. And didn't he win like an Oscar or Academy Award or something for for the video that he put out after he retired? Uh, I don't know. He did like a he did like a movie. It was like a drawing movie. I don't know if you get. I'm fucking. I guess I'm taking it somewhere about LeBron, else. But LeBron James. No hell no. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about LeBron Space James. Jordan. No. <laughs> no, he did like a. He won an award for for some you, movie. You that you he are out. right. You are right. I don't remember what it was, but I think you are right. Yeah, it was like a sketch type thing. It was really yeah. cool though. It just showed like his uh, just how he came up on the court, and it yeah. was like really inspiring. But I just like how you know he signed autographs. He even coached his daughter's team. He was in there with the regular people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't like bougie. Like, you know, here, everyone's like, they loved Kobe. You know, they lo- here he is. He's over there showing these people this and that. And it, you just, you know. That was sad. Great mentor. That was sad, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Great mentor. I remember getting an update on my phone. We were at, uh, at the gym working out. And uh, one of the parents was like, Mike, did you hear about Kobe? Oh, damn, man. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Just it one of those, real. Yeah, no. that, that emptiness feeling, man. Yeah. Like, wow. Someone, you know, I got, I had multiple jerseys, man. Super fan. It's just, you got that number eight, man. Yeah. And his daughter, too, man. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. So sad. And that was the one that played ball, right? Yeah. I mean, she was amazing. They did like everything together. That's where they were going to her basketball game or practice or something. Mm -hmm. Should not have. They said that's why he got, no, that's why he said he got the um, helicopter. He was late one time for one of her games or practice. So he said, because of the traffic, Mm -hmm. they're not going to let this happen again. So, I mean, that was just a one unfortunate incident. He was doing a helicopter all the time. Yeah. 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 But they said the weather was so bad that, like, uh, an experienced pilot wouldn't have flown. Yeah. But how are you going to tell Kobe no, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's still, that's insane. That's, uh... Well, and there's, I hear L.A. traffic's crazy, too. Oh, yeah. see why he would do that. But you know what was a cool thing, too, to sit there, even after Kobe left the game, you're still part of the game. See this guy at home, he was like a little kid with his PlayStation. Yeah. And he's playing against himself right. on the game, you know, basketball. Right. Mm. And his wife's just like, she look at Kobe. He just can't leave the game alone. Right. <laughs> he's always like, he's like, you know, just, just a great guy, man. Right. That's just too sad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's my second one, man. All right, I'll swing it back to you. So, just to piggyback off yours, I think I'm going to go with Shaq. Shaq. Shaq Daddy. Shaq. I mean, I, I, I appreciate what he's done. Yes. I've, I've heard he hasn't even used any of his NBA money yet. Wow. Really? Wow. I, he's, he, I think I read that he has over 150 businesses that he's a part of. Smart man. Um, brought, bringing Papa John's back after the racial stuff. And I was watching this show where they was talking about how he's getting so much flack for that. You know, they're just saying, oh, they're using you as a pawn and blah, blah, blah. But he's sitting on the, on the, on the board right now. So he's getting more money. Um, just got his Ph.D. Wow. You know, he's just not stopping. His DJ, what was his name? DJ Diesel or something like that. <laughs> DJ. And the guy's a wrestler too, man. Yeah, wrestler. Yeah, he wrestler, does martial arts MMA. Too. Yeah, yeah, did MMA. I think this guy, man, and, and I think he's a, he's, a, he's a profound person, prolific person. Oh, a yeah. Great, a great influence. You know, take care of his kids. Told his kids. Influence his kids. Tell them, y'all not going to be no spoiled brats just because I got money. Mm-hmm. He said he said he can't they can't have any of his businesses until they get two degrees. You know He was a good guy, man. It ain't like the Hiltons where, you know, Paris, here's a hotel, you know, you can have whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just I, I appreciate I appreciate the guy and I appreciate his hard work in all yeah. the commercials, you know. And then one thing that really, really made me like him is like you see him on the, the general commercial, right? 
And he was saying that the only reason he does general, and we never heard of, we probably never would have heard of general without no. Shaq. Yeah. But he said that was the only insurance people who insured him when he was in college and he really didn't have no money. And he wow. told him he was going to come back and help them out when he made it to the NBA. And wow. he has it. I'm That's pretty awesome, sure. Man. I'm pretty sure they probably made a billion dollars off of, off of him right now. Did so. you recognize him when he walked in the door at the Papa John's? I didn't. I thought it was a Kung Fu guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> or them old Kung Fu movies. <laughs> Look at the guy who wears a size, what, 24 shoes? Something. <laughs> That's crazy. But, yeah, yeah I think I think he's a, he's a great influencer, man. Oh, gives, absolutely. Gives back, you know, gives back to the kids and gives out shoes and and and, and – I think one of the big things that I appreciated about him, unlike a lot of the other NBA athletes during the time, had their shoe deals. He kept the Shacks affordable so everybody could yes. get some. Oh, I had yeah. a pair. Shacks. I bought a pair. You know, everybody cool. else was doing $120 shoes, $150 shoes. Right. Yeah. All of them, over $100. If you're doing with Nike or one of the majors, he said, no. $200 I'm Jordans, man. Right. I'm going to yeah. stay with the Shaq so everybody can afford my, yeah, afford my cool. shoes. Right. Good quality yeah. shoes. Yeah, growing up, I can only do those and then the Hakeem of Dreams. Bro. Right, right, yeah. right, right. The exactly. Dreams, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's a good one, though. Love yes. Shaq, man. He's, oh, yeah. He's a big kid, man. Yeah. 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 Gotta love him. Yeah, he's, he had run-ins in uh, the movies and WWE, oh, yeah. AEW, yeah. man. He does it all, dude. That's, yeah, that's what you got to love about him. Yes, you know? yes. He's non, fun. Nonstop, bro. Yes. Just nonstop. I think I, think I've, I always incur, I always enjoy people who are using their time wisely. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so yeah. he probably sleeps, get up, play with the kids, get back to work. Yeah. Get back to work. He, he, he works like he's poor. Yeah, and he still yeah. works out like crazy too. Yeah, I just yep. saw an Instagram video of him pumping iron, dude. Still jacked, man. And he got his and he got his guy with him that don't let him eat. His trainer with him, tell him what not to eat, what he can't yeah. eat. Like they showed in this video, he's trying to eat a piece of bread. He slapped it out of his hand. No, he can't eat that. You know, <laughs> I think we all be in shape if we had that type of money to keep yeah. somebody like oh, that around. For sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. But don't drink that Corona. You're gonna get sick. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been vaccinated? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, to that point, staying in shape, my, my third one is going to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, this dude, he's just a superstar. And what, what I love about him was his, his upbringing. So his dad, Rocky Johnson, was obviously a wrestler, Hall of Fame wrestler. And uh, his, his initial goal was to get to the NFL. Because he played with Miami Hurricanes, won mm -hmm. a national championship. Ray Lewis. And all um, yeah. Warren Sapp. Yeah, that was a great team, man. Mm -hmm. um, didn't, things didn't work out in the NFL, went to the CFL. That fell through, and he was just like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. You know, he went to his dad and really didn't have no guidance for him. <clears throat> and he had $7 in his pocket, and he talks about this a lot. You could research it. And uh, got into wrestling, and that, that's what opened the floodgates for that's him. That's when he was Rocky Maivia. Yeah, but before that, when he got into it, 7 bucks in his pocket, you know, living in a shitty apartment, mm -hmm. and he's like, you know what, I'm going to do this 110%, and look what he's become. Yeah. That's just inspiring. I mean, he's, he's a got, champ. He's got his own energy drink out. He's got his own tequila. I mean, Hollywood freaking superstar, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just, you know, it, it's possible for anybody. I mean, not everybody's got that God-given size and whatever. And he's got great personality, too, which right. he developed yes, in, yes, uh, yes. in wrestling. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, overall superstar, man. Absolutely. He's huge. You see how big he got? Yeah, he's a monster, oh, man. Yeah. You see his cheat meals? It's like three pizzas, dozen donuts. Yeah. Did you see, uh, did you see sushi? The gallon of milk and the Oreo cookies. Yes. Yeah, oh my nuts, god, man. it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I I, but it's one day. He he only does it one day. Yeah. One day a week. Yeah. Well, one, one day, day a week. week. Cheat day. But yeah. I had a neighbor one time. He used to drink a gallon of milk a day. 
A whole gallon. Man, I was sharp if I had a gallon of milk at one time. <laughs> well, he had to. Uh, his doctor told him he was getting fucking too much calcium buildup, so he had to stop drinking milk completely. All he would drink a gallon a day, dude. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's a lot of milk. What was it? Because he liked it, or was it for a, a reason? I don't know. I mean, he was one of those weird. You know, I don't want to say weird, but like, because he might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he. But he'd probably he'd tell you he was weird, but uh. Yeah, it's just crazy. You, you'd look at him and you'd be like, all right, yeah, you're the type of motherfucker to drink a gallon of milk a day for sure. Like, you believe it when you see him. Yeah. You know, he's one of those dudes. But I don't know why he did it, but that's just crazy. Yeah, but on the positivity tip, too, like, you know, life's always going to throw you curveballs. I mean, we just dealt with a pandemic, all this crazy shit going on. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, he, he's a dude that always stays on the up and up, you know, and that's what I try to emulate that in my life because oh, yeah. it's easy to fall in that pigeonhole, you know what I mean, where shit gets dark and you know that negativity can grow but you got to stay above that man at all times so he's right. one of the most positive dudes ever yeah for sure yeah you need people like that those people kind of get some heat sometimes mm -hmm. you know, he's real at the same time right you know i mean you can see through the bullshit yeah you know yeah. so and you know you always got your haters that's going to try to find some negativity some dirt on you, you yeah know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like, we remember when you were in high school and you were getting head under the bleachers. <laughs> like, dude, that was 20 years ago. That Let was it Ms. go. Turner, God damn it. <laughs> right. That, that was only one time. Right. That was my art teacher. <laughs> Why do you think I'm in arts now? <laughs> I hate that when people do that, man. Yeah. That yeah, was 20-something years ago. Let it go. Yeah, yeah, a new, new person. Yeah, mm -hmm. we talked about it last week about, you know, events in life. And, like, I was talking about, you know, if I could go back and talk to my 17-year-old self. Oh. It's just like night and day, man. Yeah. You can't, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody's totally. got a past, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing now? Right. How are you affecting people now? How are you treating people on a you daily know basis? I mean, if, I, if I talked to my 17-year-old self, I wouldn't have listened to me. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but just th think if you can go back with the knowledge you have now. Oh, yeah. A totally oh, different oh, ballgame. Well, that's that's those, a different story, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I sometimes yeah. I think if I can go back about 22 years, I probably would have pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> Left them kids on the floor. Oh, shit. Hey, Mike, go ahead and coach the little carpet right there. <laughs> coach the little carpet babies. <laughs> Get them a helmet and some shoulder pads. <laughs> Anybody oh, try to tackle him? One. Anybody try to tackle him? Get rug burned. <laughs> <laughs> Even little little yeah, Barry Sanders. <laughs> right. And nobody want to do that. Oh, shit. oh, that's a good one. I like that. Oh, that's awesome. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, we we I was talking to my golfing partner about that earlier, man. And you know, with the kids and stand. Sometimes I think about that. If you go back and change things in your life, you never know what could happen. It could it could be monumental on. Your current kids and different things like that. I got a, I got a, Mike knows, I got a cousin that plays in the NFL. So, you know, if I went back and talked to my younger self and told myself, get your fucking grades together, you know, I got big college um, letters and stuff. I didn't get no offers because I didn't have the grades. You know what I'm saying? But what if I did go to one of them big yeah. colleges? Mm. I would be somewhere else right now. I probably wouldn't be here with y'all right now. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, I probably yeah. wouldn't have been around to influence my cousin to do what he did and go to college and, and get in the NFL right now. So, you know, that that's the only thing that made me say, I'm I'm straight where I'm at right now, but shit, if it was back in the day and I could talk to myself and I was more like selfish, you know what I'm saying? I would, I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a sticky situation, yeah. Because yeah. you could you could be like, okay, if I go back and talk to my 18 year old self, I would give him the winning lottery numbers, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And then and then then I watch these lottery shows where people win a lottery and they family members trying to kill them. You know, you mm -hmm. might get killed off of that. I just yeah. watched one the other day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm straight. The the struggles, the ups and the downs, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So 
No, all it's, part of living. All yeah, part it, of living. The grass ain't always greener on the other side, too. So, you, I mean, you know, you're kind of on that course for a reason, right? Right. You know, you make the best of what you got. So, yeah. So I try That's to look right. at when it. Make, make a millions and buy you a Ferrari and then uh, drive 100 miles an hour and, and crash. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, would have right. did that without that $100 million that you had. You mm-hmm. know, we get these little $50,000, $60,000 jobs. We got to drive our little escorts and shit. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Not my big ass. I needed something bigger, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Just James, what you got next, man? Uh, my third pick is uh Quentin Tarantino. Oh, like super yes. big influence on me, yeah. Cause I I, I want to write a screenplay. I've been working on some screenplays and and just writing in general and how screenplays are written. I think his his writing style is so new, unique in the way that he uses dialogue to tell stories. Like, I always found it fascinating that uh like Reservoir Dogs, which is his first film, um, is basically it's it's a heist movie without the heist. So you're like, you're living the heist through just the dialogue of the characters after the heist. Mm. So you don't even see it, but you can picture everything based on the dialogue. And I think it's, it's really unique that you can carry a movie and keep people engaged in a movie by just characters talking almost like it's a play. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just been one of my influences to write because you watch any interview with Quentin Tarantino and he tells you like, I didn't know anything about film. I didn't go to film school. I just watched movies. And so that's just one of those things where you look at a guy and you're like, wow. Like, I mean, he hasn't missed. You look at every one of his movies and they're all hit. It it, it doesn't matter if it's Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Django, Hateful Eight. He can just make any movie and it's a hit every time. And he's doing it his way. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's saying, you know, I don't, I don't know how to work the cameras. I'll hire somebody to work the cameras. Mm-hmm. I don't know about lights. I'll hire the light guy. Like, mm-hmm. but it's his vision. Right. And that just goes to show that he, he's letting people know you don't need all the knowledge. You just have a ha- you have to have an idea and you just get the people around you that know how to bring your idea to life. That's and you facts. can make anything. Okay. So he's always been just a crazy influence for me. What's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Um... Oh man, I'm always I'm always flipping back and forth between Pulp Fiction and Django. Mm-hmm. I love Django, dude. I I love that movie. I just think it was amazing. It's like yeah. it's a western, but it's a slave movie. Right. But then it's got Jamie Fox in it and Leonardo. When do you ever see this guy play a villain? And yeah. he played like the villain to a T. Right. I mean, but then Pulp Fiction is just so crazy. Right. I can't even choose it, dude. He's got Jackie Brown. Um, he even wrote True Romance. He wrote uh, Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson. Mm. And he's fucking... He told a story. He was going to watch True Romance when it was in theaters. And uh, he's, like, trying to get in free. And he's like, I wrote this movie. And they're like, what do you mean you wrote this movie? It was before he was known. Right. And it's just crazy to me, man, like the the amount of success you can have. But I th- I th- yeah, it's between Pulp Fiction and Django, man. Nice. Those are my two favorites. I still never seen Django. You believe that? Yeah, but- oh, are you kidding me? Oh, you're oh, missing it, bro. It's you so gotta- good, dude. I know. I've, it's I've heard such a nothing good movie. but great things about it. Yeah. Watch it. You got to watch it. It's weird. My dad showed me. It was one of his favorite movies because he loved Westerns. And uh, he showed it to me. And the first time I didn't even get into it, I don't know why. I think I was just tired. You know when you watch a movie, you're not ready for it. You're just yeah. like, whatever. I watched it again, and I was like, how the fuck did I not? This is an instant classic. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing to see, like, the character transitions. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, and fucking Number Kill one, Bill, one, dude. One. Like, you, I, I can't Samuel, even. Man. Dude, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> is so, boy. he's so underrated and underappreciated. Oh, yeah. 
I he, love his he's hustle. He's in everything, dude. I love his hustle. He takes small roles. He takes big roles. That's what I love about him the most. He's not bigger me. than... And not only that, you can tell he doesn't just take it for a check. Like, right. that, the smallest role he's in, he he will, he'll play that yeah, role. Right. Like, you're like, damn, he's making a mark regardless. Right. He was in, uh, you know, that movie Out of Sight with uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez and... and uh, what's the dude's name? The, the white dude, the older guy that everyone loves. Fucking, uh, he's got the salt and pepper hair. What? That's very descriptive. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. He, he was on ER. Um, Talking about George uh, Clooney. George Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, him and George Clooney. Dude, Samuel Jackson's in like the last scene and that's it. But like, it's like, dude, the fact that you got on board and you're like, oh, the movies with Ving Rhames, George Clooney, yeah. Jennifer Lopez, like all, Don Cheadle. Yeah, and no, I'll be in the movie for five minutes. Right. And you're bigger than a lot of those guys. Right. But no, no, I'll just be in the bus at the end. Yeah, yeah, I'll Humble. do it. <laughs> that's, that's so dope, dude. Humble, I think he played yeah. in the Grateful Eight, didn't he? The Hateful Eight, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh he was one of the main dude. guys, dude. Yeah. He was good in that. Right. That was bad. I love he him in Triple so X and all that. Yeah. Yep. He's amazing, man. I love that dude. But yeah, Quentin, Quentin's dope, dude. He has such a dope rhythm to his movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Hollywood? I got a guy that takes it to uh, a next level, and, and he's so underrated, too, and, and he shouldn't be. I mean, this guy should have Grammys up the ass, and that's Denzel Washington. Oh, oh man. That's my favorite actor, bro. Yeah. My boy, Mine's, man. I was about to say that, but. That yeah. training day. It. Yeah. Man. Oh, my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Dude, you know, he was so good. And how good was he in that movie? Dude, did he not play movie. that or not? Great role. He had the woman on the side, the Puerto Rican girl on the side. <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. Right. Shit, he go up in that house, I own this shit. Yeah. Right. Tan that ass yeah. up. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but just how, you know, in these movies, like, in the movies that he played, you see a lot of them. He's that head horseman. Yeah. He's got total control of that. He's, he's the man. He's the boss. Yeah. Right. And he just reminds me of a fellow, one of my boys back in the day, his dad. Like, Denzel just, like, if you've seen him, he's that straightforward guy. He don't bullshit around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always liked him. I, I liked him when he played in that movie. Have you ever seen the movie Fence? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was good. Fences. That was good. You got to see that, man. Okay. Fences. Fences. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fences. That that took it to a whole nother level, man. Was James it? Earl Jones was in the play. It was a play. Was it a play first? Yep, and, okay. and James Earl Jones was playing the guy on stage, man. Oh, He's a okay. beast, too. Yeah. What's, but, yeah. Uh, what's the plot on that one? Oh, it's just, uh, here, here's a guy who works every day, doesn't make me- next to nothing. Was it Garbage Man or something? It's something oh, he like worked that. in a play. Or was it something at a plant? Like the funny thing, I didn't even see the movie. Okay, I saw. I just saw clips of the play. Had, I think it was. Uh... The the gist of it is he ended up um, cheating on his wife, getting another woman pregnant. Then his wife ended up help, helping raise that baby mm. at the end. Okay, so that's the. So it's kind of about unity and stuff like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, like that. and he's teaching his son like some hard lessons. Yeah, right? like yeah, there's that yeah. scene where he's like, "I don't gotta love you. Like, yes, my, that's yes. not my job." Yes, he like, give you life. You know right. what a sneaky, uh, great Denzel movie is though is John Q. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. Oh, I mean, man. That's, 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 that's one of my every good dad. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. good dad. Just going to the saying. brink for his kid, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just risking it That's all. what I'm saying. This, this man, he deserves so much more than what, what he's ever received, man. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, like he told his son in this movie, The Fence is his older son. He says, man, I work hard all week. And you want to come over and borrow $10. Right. Right. And then I don't see you for... Right. Well, my, my hard work in ten dollars, mm-hmm. right? And he he just cut it straight, and I, I like that. I you know what I mean? He reminded like my dad and all the peers I know. They just cut it straight. 
That's yeah. real talk. You're going to be gone now. Yeah, I ain't going to see true. you for another year. I, I ain't nobody. That's real talk. But I work hard for that $10. Right. I ain't giving it to you. Right. What, what about his range? Like, have you guys seen uh, Taken a Pelham 1, 2, 3? Yeah. So he's yeah. like this meek, mellow. You look at Training Day, and then you look at that movie. Or you look at uh, Training Day was the one that put him over the top. Yeah, I was just gonna say one next. Yeah, Malcolm X. He was a pilot. Yeah, Malcolm X. X, He killed it. Flight that flight when he got on that plane. Yeah, dude, he was Malcolm X though. Yeah, he was that guy. Red, Detroit Red. He turned right into him. Right. He's such a. He just has so much range. Like he can just touch every type of character, and he his son's good too. Every every movie he's played in, top notch. Yep, yeah. he's, he's and, amazing. And yeah. it's and it's funny, like you guys mentioned these movies, and sometimes you sit around and watch some old movies. Ricochet? You, you realize that, and it's a movie older than that. I, it just happened to come on TV, and I'm like, damn, Denzel was in this? And it was, had to come out in the 80s. He was playing, he was really young. He was playing a uh, high school principal. Mm. So, so you guys ain't even seen it either. No, no, I'm no. going to pull it up before we leave. He was playing high school principal, man. He was the star of the movie, and I've wow. never seen that movie before until it came on. So a lot of these guys, they and been doing this longer than we know, you yeah. know? Yeah, and that was a that movie was excellent too. Well, one of my favorite movies too is Remember the Titans. Oh, Coach yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. damn, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on with this guy. I mean, he's just nah, he's gonna go down as one of the greatest. Oh, actors for sure. Ever. He didn't have too many duds, man. No, he 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 no. knocked him out of the park. A, and that one was that one uh, um something of fire he played in. Man of fi- man, man of fire, man, man of fire. fire. He was yeah. in that back seat. And oh yeah, you can kind of figure what they did with him at the end. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's cold blooded, man. But he hey. That's a great pick. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, Denzel's one of the goats, if not the goat. Yes. For sure, for sure, of so, our era. Yeah. So the movie is called Hard Lessons. That he was in, he was a high school principal. You can see how young he looked on this. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, super young. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so could have been a Carl Weathers' brother or something. Right. Like that. I, I don't know if this came out before he was in with Spike Lee or anything like that, but it was it's an awesome movie, guys. I have to check that out. He's right. always consistent, man. When you even talk to the guy, he just—he's like Mr. Cool. Just oh yeah, his man. interviews too. Oh, he's, he's cool as the other side of the pillow yeah. all the time, man. Yeah. And then I like—I like that he gave back. You know, back to um, just like um, golly, I'm gonna get killed by the black community by forgetting his name, Chadwick Boseman. When gave back oh, yeah. the, the the Howard, so that they can go on a trip overseas mm-hmm. and different things. Like he gives back. And then his story is he was in the uh, Boys and Girls Club when he was a kid, and he gives back to the Boys and Girls Club. You know, he hasn't forgotten where he's from. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just like uh, his son was uh, – what, what did his son go to college? I forgot where he went to college, but he's a football player. Mm. And he said – he told the coaches, no, don't give him a scholarship. We got the money to pay for it. Get that scholarship to somebody else. Mm. That's awesome. That's so, real respectable right there. Different yeah. things like that. That's, that's awesome, man. That's why I, I'm always love that guy. Yep. Yep. Yep, that came out in Harless came out in 1986. Wow. November 11, 1986. Let's not forget about Frank Lucas now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that was American a great Gangster. movie. American oh, Gangster. Man. Dude, I saw that movie three times I'm in like, the I theaters. I'm like, I know you ain't, ain't going to arrest him. You ain't going to arrest him. So come on now, man. Let him come on. Right. He had that mink on, dude. Yeah. Right. That's what got him. He yep. gave it away. Yeah. That's what got him. That's a, but that's, that's how I think this is a different subject. That, that's how gangsters should be, man. Stay low key. So. Don't put the spotlight on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's how they got Gotti too, man. Yeah. It's always the flashy ones that want to be in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah right. you yeah. get too, too, your head gets too big. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Fucking guys, what do you show up with a mink for, huh? Right. What's right. wrong with you? What <laughs> the fuck did they tell you? What the fuck's right. the problem here? Right. 
<laughs> but I cried when he burnt that twenty thousand dollar mink. I was like, damn. <laughs> All right, Al, what you got next, man? Number uh we're on three, right? We're on three? Yeah. I think I can I can probably go with uh Barack Obama, man. Mm. Okay. You okay. know, the first African American president. Well, I think he's the second. I think uh Bill Clinton was the first. <laughs> I did not have sex right. with Wallace. I swear Who else I gets not. head in the Oval Office and plays the saxophone while getting head? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to serenade you with this. <laughs> but, you know, he was he was very influential. And I think for the – I'm not – because you guys are Hispanic and I, I put us all in minority, he kind of erased all the excuses. You know what I'm saying? There's no excuses for us not to elevate and get better and do better. You know what I'm saying? He He persevered. You know, a lot of people were against him. As soon as he got into into the White House, there was even videos saying we're going to vote against everything he says. You know what I'm saying? Didn't even give him a chance. So we can only assume that's racism because he was black. Yeah. Especially with everybody just jumping on Trump's train, and you know whatever Trump says is the law. You know what I'm saying? So you know he gave back to the community, helped a lot of people out, kids in school. You know different things like that. You know. I think he made America better, a better place as well. Um, gave us a lot of opportunities, you know, gave everybody the insurance that they needed. People didn't really understand, and some people were upset about the insurance, the, the, the Obamacare or whatever, but they didn't understand that, you know, a lot of people couldn't afford insurance. Because I remember being unemployed, and we had to get COBRA, and COBRA was like eight, $900 a month. Oh, yeah. man, I, I, yeah, I, I refused to get that one. That, like, that, dude, uh, yeah, I couldn't get it. Like, dude, if you ain't got no job, how you afford an 800 How you afford another mortgage payment, pretty much, for your insurance? Right. You know, and they don't understand, like, if you can cheapen the insurance and give people opportunity to have insurance, it's going to save the government. In the long term, they can catch this person with a little spot on their liver before it becomes cancerous, and it's costing the government $900,000 saved his life. Yeah. It makes sense. So... I think he did a lot of a lot of good for America. He was a talk about a great speaker too. Just, oh, yeah. just a presence. I remember you know watching his inauguration speech and being captivated by it, man. Mm-hmm. He was you like George I mean? Jefferson. <laughs> he was like George Jefferson. He was calm, cool, collective. Yeah, right? had that swagger to him. Yeah, and then he uses his intel. He didn't use his, you know, he uses his intelligence to beat people. He didn't have to go back with him when people like, oh, you're a liar and all that other stuff, like real black person like me, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was that white side in him. He yeah, the mean. white side in him. <laughs> didn't allow him to do that. But, you know, he always calm, cool, com- you know, composure. Yeah, he no was good at deflecting. Going. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people, like, attack him in front of the camera. He kind of just, like, does the rope-a-dope mm-hmm. or some way dances around it and doesn't even seem affected. Right, yeah. And doesn't go back in either. So he doesn't right. fuel it. Found Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of good game from his his uh, presidency. That's a good one, man. My next one is uh, Carlos Santana, man. Oh, uh, I love, as far as music, um, you know, obviously being brown growing up, loving music, it gave me a little inspiration to get into the game and start doing my thing. And I love how he brought culture into his music too, yeah. mm-hmm. which is um, is very underappreciated sometimes. You know, I think it's good for people of other ethnicities to kind of get the backstory and learn other cultures because it brings people together. Yeah. I think if there's an understanding, knowledge is power. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, and I can't think of anybody else better on the, on the guitar, man. I was going to say, uh, uh-huh. you know how I'm always bringing up Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. He was on her song Zion. Yep. With the guitar. Yeah. He's the greatest man. I love, I love Santana. I can listen to Santana all day. Yeah. yeah Santana good, man. Yeah. That guitar is crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah he makes it cry, man. All yes. day, it's all super, day, He's super inspiring. Yes, sir. So yeah, I mean, 
It's pretty short and sweet, but that's my guy, man. Yeah, it's like, he's he's kind of no like our guy. He's kind of like Bob Marley. Like I play him anytime, anywhere. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. yeah. I just feel yeah. good about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, nobody better. He ain't the one that plays for the Royals. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was not as inspirational, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just James, swing it back around, bro. All right, so my fourth pick is a guy named Tim O'Brien. He's uh, an author, and he wrote this book called uh, The Things They Carried. And um, I know this is, like, really off topic, kind of, because, you know, we're talking about public figures. But for me, uh, I got back into reading. I never really was reading novels, like, for a while. You know, I'm, I'm a movies guy, but I started reading novels again. And so he's a fiction writer, but he went to Vietnam. He got drafted, and he was... Uh, he wasn't that guy. Like he wasn't a soldier dude. He was a he was an English major in college and he was working at some um it was like a pig slaughterhouse at the time, so shitty job. And uh he wrote this book. It's called The Things They Carried and it's basically a a, a group of short stories about his time in Vietnam. So it's it's considered fiction, but he changed a lot of names and used real stories. And I'm telling you when I read this book I'm not really a guy that can hang in there with a book. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I get um, bored easily or I'll get tired when I'm reading. <clears throat> but with his writing, it, was, it inspired me to write, to want to write stories. Mm. And uh, he talks about the feeling of being drafted and how he was so against the war that he almost went to Canada. He almost skipped and went to, you know, wanted to cross the border and, and leave. And um, I just remember reading his book when I was at work. I used to work in the mailroom, and I would sit there on my downtime and be able to read. And I remember tearing in, cla- in, in the mailroom. Like, I, I was tearing up. Like, I had to run to the bathroom, dude. I never cry, like, when it comes to books. You know, it's just a weird thing. But it really hit me. And uh, he kind of showed me the power of... Uh, being able to write a really good novel and make somebody feel that emotion. And, um, yeah, he's just been one of the biggest influences as far as my writing goes. That's nice. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. You feeling that emotion right now? A little bit, man. You got some tissue? Now grab me that tissue behind you, bro. Voice is crackling a little bit. <laughs> you know you hear, right? It's the, it's the <laughs> That's coffee. all good, it's though. The coffee. I'm, putting my, I'm putting my bid in for a role in your next in your movie. <laughs> <laughs> you need a fat you. comedian, let me know. I got you, dude. I need, I need writing help, too, man. Yeah. For shizzle. Yeah. That's good. No, I mean, I like it's, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If you guys ever like reading a novel, you should definitely pick that up. No, there ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, like I said, we all got different personalities. I mean, I know you're a sports guy. And, uh, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's the biggest sports guy in town. Dude, you know? the fact that I'm fucking talking about writing and reading books, and I'm such a big sports fan, it's, uh, I know it throws you guys off, but, you know. I can stop talking about Mosalar for a little bit. But see, bit you're going to be a natural. One day you're going to be in all the millions, man. I can see it. Hey, man. One day. Yeah. You know? One day. No doubt. I believe you got it in you. We'll see. Absolutely. We'll see. I just got to fi- I got to get time back. I've been working so much, I haven't even been able to write. Well, we've missed you, brother. 
Dude, I'm so glad to be back here. Oh, yeah. it's amazing to have you. Well, yeah, he hasn't even had the time to take a shit, so he comes over. You think he's taking like four shits in my house? I took today. four shits today, so that's why I was gonna say if you don't, if you, if you're even thinking about going in the bathroom down here, you better. If you don't have the vaccine, don't go in there, because you're gonna catch something. I'm telling you right now. You might need a hazmat. Suit. You got no time to shit. You're gonna catch something. No dude. time to shit. All right, shit. Hollywood. What you got next? Um, you know, I got a bunch of guys, man, but. Here's yeah, the show is called Fives of the Week. Damn, yeah, I got like 15s of the week. <laughs> Damn you. One guy that, that, I mean, probably doesn't get enough credit, but some will. And this guy's been, you know, through the, the league and everything is Alex Smith, man. Oh, man. He. he awesome. One of my know, favorites. <laughs> I mean, I got Al Pacino down there, but I think this guy has to be <laughs> presented because he, he just. His inspiration, man, to come back to the game. Yeah. After, and if anyone's seen that whole thing, documentary on him, on his leg. Was that the guy that you brought up uh, in a few episodes back where you were talking yeah. about the infection in the yeah. leg or whatever? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so gruesome. He nearly lost his life. Um, got a beautiful family and everything. And just to be able to come back and play in the game again is just so inspiring. I mean, yeah. I, when I think of that guy, what he, what he went through. And got that military leg and all that arsenal on there and everything. What he went to to get back on that field, I don't know how many people could do that. Does he still have his leg or is it something? Oh, yeah, he's still got it, but it's it's military. It's it's shelled and everything like that. It's weird, It's man. totally reconstructed. Reconstructed. But it wow. is his bone or, or is it like it's a robotic? It's like a metal. Um, it's a metal leg, yeah. Sheet. Sheet metal. Damn. So you could hit it and you would never destroy it again. You oh, he needs. Oh, he's no. Nah, he should go in the UFC, dude. No, nah, he should be. A, he should be the kicker on the team then. Well, I was gonna right. say just get in the UFC and start kicking people in the shin, dude. Yeah, fucking yeah. robotic. And right. 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 That, that guy's ADR field goals. <laughs> Put the in pain, Alex. The pain he went through, the rehab, just shows how much he's got in the tank and how he went in there and did it. Man, that guy just inspires me. He's like, dude, what are you crying for? This guy's yeah. leg was mangled. Almost died. Yeah, almost yeah, died. Left his crazy, daughters man. behind, a wife behind. Damn. But wanted to get back on that field. Now he's retiring. He can go home to his family. But he's a great inspiration, man. Absolutely. That's a real good pick. Washington Redskins. Big facts. And it was actually it was on my list, but I saw it on Hollywood. And he got, he oh, got screwed on, on, you know, when he got traded from uh, 49ers. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so, he always had to overcome adversity. Every, every team he went to. When Colin Kaepernick came in, he, yep. he was a younger, shinier thing, and he was killing it. So Alex Smith, odd man out. Mm. Went to Kansas City. Same thing. Playoff team, but they got Mahomes, odd man yep. out. And they even wanted to get him on the field in Washington. But he outproved everybody. They didn't mm. have a choice. He was the best of what they yes. had. Right. You know what I mean? So shots out to him, man. That's a truly inspiring And he had story. a career-high game against our Lions. Oh shit! Of course that he was did. A good game. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, but right. Alex Smith, man, yeah, that's a good pick. Very good pick, Sugar Bear. What up? So we got we got two more picks. Yeah, I All think. Right. Uh, yeah, round four. We're round four. Okay, you guys kind of hit on him earlier, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up um Bob Marley. Nice. You know nice. he was good. he was a beacon for peace mm. back when you know everybody was you know fighting in Jamaica, everybody shooting at each other. It was just civil war down there, pretty much. Um, he even got shot at. People ran in his house, tried to shoot. I watched the documentary on him. When I came back from Jamaica, I watched the documentary on him. Cause I was like, why does everybody Bob Marley is everything down here in Jamaica? And I wanted to know why, because he was trying to link the governments together to make them have peace, and he was all about peace. And if you listen to his music. Most of it is all about peace. 
smoking weed in peace, you know, and yeah. he ended up leaving out of Jamaica because they tried to kill him, went over to Europe and lived for some time. But then they brought him, he came back because he still was trying to create peace in his, his own town. And, you know, you can't listen to his music without feeling good, man. I'm not, and not not because it makes you want to smoke or anything like that, but you just feel good. It's good, positive music. I like listening to positive music my, my, myself, you know. Yeah, so, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I'm probably just scratching the surface of everything that he did, but I think he's an amazing leader. And, you know, he was humble. He wasn't out here trying to be, I'm the man, you know what I'm saying? I he agree. said, let me just be the glue that bring us to peace and bring us back together as a community and as a world. You know, a lot of people still using his music right now for, you know, world and world peace mm -hmm. and different things like that so mm. i have to go with i had to go with uh mr bob marley isn't it nice. strange how like you how people associated him with smoking weed like a lot of kids they thought it was cool to like have a bob marley shirt and that yeah. was sort of sort of like showing you that they were part of like the Weeds. weed smoking community yeah, like do you even know yeah. bob marley yeah right. it's like you listen to his music i never got that vibe i never cared about weed it's like dude it's just great you put legend on and you're yeah. you're gonna be happy for yeah. weeks right yeah, yeah. Yeah, his music's amazing. Yeah, and I love the story about when he got shot. You know what I mean? It still went on to 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 show that quote that we talk about all the yeah, time. He's yeah. like, everybody else is working so hard to make this world a better place, and they're not taking days off. Why should I? Right. That's so yeah. true. You know. Yeah. It is. Keep we, grinding. Keep shedding that light, man. Yeah. We talked about uh, you know, they uh, when we went around like a few episodes ago and asked each other if we could see a performance of uh, anyone dead or alive, who would we see? And that's why I picked Bob Marley because mm -hmm. I felt like. It was funny we were talking about Tupac, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Yeah, but I'm up. I'm 32. I, I Pac's my favorite, but I'm like eh, that concert might get a little rowdy." Yeah. Whereas I always knew that a Bob Marley concert, anything I've seen on YouTube or whatever, it's all just lo like, love. Like it's it's literally unity. Right. That's all it is. I mean, he puts on "No Woman No Cry," and he's got yeah. the whole crowd singing it so loud. It's yeah. like, what is this? Right. This mm -hmm. is this is what they mean when they say music brings people together. So when I was uh, when we were in Jamaica, I went for my uh, cousin's wedding, and my my girlfriend, she's in a wheelchair. She has a motorized wheelchair. She got MS, and I have my speaker in the back of her chair, and I'm playing all reggae. And it's funny; it's almost like a musical, man. Cause I, I we driving and the, the, the uh, walking around the resort, and the music playing, and you see the guy that's painting the uh, light poles. He hear the music. He just starts singing out of the blue. The music, then you go back by the dude by the bar. He starts singing the song. The bar. The right. bar. <laughs> the bar. <laughs> so I, I, Jamaica is an amazing place, man. Yeah, I need to go check it oh, out, man. Yeah, That's definitely. That's on my bucket list for definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. I heard but the water is so clear there, too. Yeah, and it's warm. Yeah. It's a, yeah lot, it's a lot to do. It's a lot to do there. Yeah. Get a, get you a, a five bag, five pound, five dollar bag of weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they they put in a duffel bag. They got so much. <laughs> they got some nice bubbles down there. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's what I would go for. Yeah. Forget that you could take the weed, dude. I just want the women. <laughs> Always. You got to. The way Always. they move is crazy. Yeah. They're moving parts of their body. You're like, oh. damn, I didn't know they had joints there. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like that's uh, <laughs> how's that bending like that? Let me tell you, the housekeepers are got bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> A lot of junk in that like, trunk, baby. Like, damn, ma'am. You, you, you know, you can upgrade. Right? Like, you don't have to you do this. You don't have to do this. You go to America, you just, you're going to have all types of jobs. Right. Diploma what? Right. right. You Diploma. don't need that. I saw, I saw a, a bumper sticker. The guy was like, I'm taking care of single mothers one dollar at a time. Oh, shit. <laughs> I almost died laughing driving, oh, man. man. Taking care of single mothers one dollar at a time. Mm -hmm. 
Well, all right. Well, the last one, my fifth is going to be a little different, but it's actually Nick Saban because I love I love coaching. Alabama. Okay. And it's a it's a level of excellence that, that he expects all the time. And he might not be the greatest X's and O's guy, um, but he's a great recruiter, winning his college coach. You know what I mean? Um, he went and tried the NFL. It didn't work out. Had the self-awareness that, hey, I'm not cut for this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go back down where I belong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's there's a lot in that, too. And, um, yeah, I mean, being a coach for all these years, that's it's those are you take little things from certain people. Well, can, I, I mean? can I ask you a question? Sure. Why, why would you say he's not the great, the, the best X and O's guy? I think the dude, I mean, his record speaks for itself. Is he mm-hmm. the greatest, co- greatest college coach of all time? To me, he is. I can't argue. I can't. I mean, I... I mean, who else are you going to put up there? I mean, I, I mean, there's great coaches that maybe have more overall wins, but, I mean, he's I mean, got yeah, Pete what, seven national championships USC. now. Yeah, but he cheated yeah. and got proven to be a cheater, too. And that's why I thought about Bill Belichick, too, but there's been so much bullshit with the Patriots that I think Nick Saban's right, yeah, track yeah. record is more clean. Yeah, right. You know, and I, I'm, I like Bill, Bill Belichick, yeah. but still. I like folk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know why you got that shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Got to support him. Everywhere yeah. he goes, I get, it, I get the shirt. So I got a bunch of different NFL team shirts. Yeah. Hopefully this is the last one. He right. finishes career out there but i like what what like he said like we could wake up and just be average right but you yeah. have to put the work in to be to be good you got to put the work in to be great and then you, there's only a certain level of people that are willing to do things that others want to be elite right and that kind of sticks with me you know you got to go above and beyond and not just go through the motions man yeah. we can just coast through life and it could be uneventful and just you know another average joe yeah but Absolutely. i think we all have talent and things within us that you know should come out and you should try different things and do different things. So to me, yeah, he's just, he's just an inspiration to me. You yeah, know what I mean? And structure. Yeah. You got structure it. solid, man. Solid. Yeah. Everywhere he goes is just solid when it comes to like the college scene. Yeah. So I, I can't say he's not the greatest. I mean, I think we're looking for second greatest now. <laughs> yeah. Second yeah. best. He's one of those people that just have a presence about him too. Like you just feel like, you know, when he's on the podium, you're listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. There's just, there's greatness there. So. That's a good one. Yeah, it's inspiring. You, you know all about him, right? I, dude, <laughs> you took mine. You had him, didn't you? You took my fifth. I got to change it now. Yes, sir. All right, man. Round it out. Uh, we're on our, the, the fifth one. So. Yeah. Well, There's... I feel like I'm doing the reversal anyway. Like a lot of these guys, I'm saying you guys aren't going to know. But uh, have you ever heard of the guy Jordan Peterson? Uh, Has anyone ever heard his name? Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's um he's a clinical psychologist that kind of he's a more recent influence on me, and uh he he sort of got famous for standing up to a a weird um speech bill that was being pushed around. He's from Canada, and uh he's been on a lot of shows, sort of debunking these weird theories about like uh the wage gap between men and women, and talking about why there's a wage gap and how. It's not necessarily just the fact that there's men and women, but there's a lot of different factors that go into the differences why people get paid. Like, um, you know, for instance, like men are more apt to travel when it comes to jobs. Men work more dangerous jobs. Mm -hmm. Men work longer hours than women. There's a lot of things. Um, And so he basically is known for kind of just not going against the grain, but sort of saying like, hold on a minute, before we talk about inequality all the time and want to jump to these conclusions, and paint it as if it's just black and white, uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into reasons why there's not equality across the board. Mm. And um, that really spoke to me because 
a lot of times I think these narratives get painted in the world that like, you know, men are against women or trying to hold them down or just all types of different things that like a lot of independent women out there now. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, it's easy to say there's only this many uh, women CEOs and there's this many men. Why is that women are oppressed? And it's like, well, not really. Like there's a lot of women that aren't willing to do what men do. So I just, I just love how he became famous for kind of pointing out these different factors. Cause it's not, it's not to say that you're not wrong. Like I'm sure there are women that are oppressed as well, but what it is, is he's, he's shedding light on more factors that go into why so-and-so is, is what it is, you know? And And there's things, there's, there's some women they shouldn't try to do and you're going to hurt, you hurt, you can hurt yourself, but you know, the equal, we want to be equal and all that. Hey, if that's what you want to do, don't complain at the end of the day. Right. Well, I mean, you know I, always, I, mean? I always think about like people at my, my old job, you know, there was a lot of people like that uh, specifically wanted to see more of them, like whatever minority they were, whatever ethnicity they were, they would want to see more of them in the office. They'd be like, you know, we need more diversity, but they didn't even like their job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you don't want to be here. Why do you want more people that look like you here? Right. And you know, you also have to factor in, like, how many people want to apply to this job? You right, don't right. even like it. Right. So why is it is it that they're trying to keep people out or is that people don't want this type of job? Because this job isn't the funnest job. Right. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's a lot it, of sacrifice. There's yeah. just a lot of different things that go into why there's not a bunch of CEOs. Like, I come Female from a, a father that owned his own company and I saw all the negative sides to being a CEO of a company where you don't sleep, you, you know, everything revolves around you making sure you're profiting off of what you're selling. And the big dollar it's, it's, you know, some people don't want to bear that. They want to go to work and have a sense of security. They'd rather clock in from nine to five and know that every day their job is going to be there where the guy that owns the company has to worry about, Am I, you know, am I having a profit margin that's growing or is it decreasing? Do I have to cut people? I mean, what? Yeah. yeah how am I going to pay these people? They're unhappy. There's so much stress that's involved in that. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, I watch Shark Tank. Every time I see Mark Cuban, man, he looks like he never sleeps. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Look at sure. this, he looks like he never sleeps. Like, jeez, Louise. Well, it's funny. I, I have a cousin who owns his own business and he's very successful, but he works all day every day. Like, I I see him sleep four hours a day, and mm. uh. He has a beautiful house, beautiful big yard, and I always think about how, like, if I were to show people his house and his yard and tell people what he did, like, he sells records, he buys and sells records, they'd be like, oh, man, that's awesome. I would love to do that. But it's like, you really wouldn't. Yeah. You, you wouldn't do what he does just to get that stuff. If you look at the house and the yard, you'd say, yeah, I'd want to live there. But if it would take what he does to obtain that, you wouldn't do it. Right. So I, I don't know. Jordan Peterson was just an influence on me. Basically, in a sense of I want to educate myself more on why things are different and not just jump to conclusions. Right. Yeah, and you want to be able to enjoy that stuff, man. It's like, oh, I got this, but I got no, I can't no drive boat, I can't drive my ride. Right. Got a you boat know. sitting up there, a nice car, and but you out working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's good. It's deep. It's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's just you know just something to think about. Yeah, for sure. Hollywood. Oh, this guy's real special. Dude, I can't wait. Every time yeah. you talk, I'm ready, dude. <laughs> I, you know, the introductions I, hey, are amazing. This guy, <laughs> he turns back the hands of time, and that's Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I love this guy since day one he come on the, on the scene. You know, now, you know, go for president on the Congress of 
country. Yeah. A country that people wanted to kill him earlier on in his career. They wanted to take his wife, his kids, and hold him ransom. A guy that's given so much back to his, uh, where he come from. You know what I mean? And this guy's going on 43 years old, and he's going to fight Earl Spence. And his trainer come out and said, right, Jesus, I'm going to tell you right now. He said, Earl's good. He said, but Manny's too fast, mm. quick, and he got power. And he he's a guy at 42 of like a 20-some-year-old. Is he still yeah. trained by Freddie Roach? Yeah, he got Roach, but he's got this fortune guy. Roach has health problems, guy. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that why that he has yeah. the other guy? Yeah. Okay. And this guy says, I watch him. His diet is right on. His he just man, he's a certain kind of special. But this guy comes in the ring and he walks out of the ring the same way, smiling. Hello. Hi everybody. He loves <laughs> yeah. everybody. That's a politician coming out in him. Right. right. Just, yeah. You know, you don't see this guy ever angry. Dude, he's laughing in face-offs. Oh, I yeah. love it. Like, I, I love it. That's hilarious. The dudes yeah. are just staring him down, and he'll he'll have the face, and then he'll start laughing and look at the camera. He don't buy into that hype stuff. Nah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what I really I really like that about Manny. And he's fought so many great fighters and, and guys that they said he wouldn't beat. He beat, and, you know, just at the age of 42. I mean, he turned back the hands of time, man. He's Especially a killer that in that ring, man. Oh, yeah. man. Nonstop. Yes. That's yeah. my boy, man. It's hard to find somebody with faster hands, too, man. I've seen, I mean, quick. It dude. can be done yeah. like a Brady. Same thing. It's, but in that ring at 42 years old, it's basically a death sentence. And George showed that back in the day. But being in his weight class and how many great guys were in, in that weight class and speed. You think I mean, he the, takes Errol Spence? Yeah. Really? I think, you know, Manny, he likes beating on them bigger guys. Because he's so quick, and by the time they move, he's already gone. He's got some power, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's freakish. It'll be man. a good fight, but this is what's going to make Earl even better when Manny puts that on him. And he's going to say, wow, I underestimated this guy. Mm. Man. This when do guy, they fight? August 21st. <sighs> and Manny's confident. He's just like, I know what I got to do to beat him. Mm. That's going to be so interesting. There's a lot of good fights coming up this yes, summer. Yes. Yeah. Fury and Wilder. Oh, man. I can't oh, that's wait this weekend? for that. No, no that's, it's, uh, uh, I want to say July. Yeah, July, July or August. Um, Who you guys going with? I got, I got Fury. Fury. Fury again. Yeah. You guys see the press conference where he was wearing headphones? He yeah. was silent the whole time. I thought he, it was he, mad weird, man. He got oh, in that Fury? dude's head. No, no um, Deontay. He had oh. headphones on the whole time. He was just, he didn't want to talk. If Deontay Wilder would listen to his camp and work on his footwork, that kid could be so good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he refuses to. Well, that's what Tyson said. He said, you know, it doesn't matter because Tyson sparred his trainer. What's his trainer's name? Wilder's trainer. You guys know or no? I don't know his I name, know, but he, he busted his eardrum and he was talking shit to both of them. You know, mm-hmm. Wilder couldn't hear because he had the headphones in. But um, he's like, it doesn't matter how he trains because once he gets in there, he's going to revert back to his old self and try to hit me with the power punches again. Yeah. Right. You know, so. Instead of boxing. That's all he knows. That's all he knows. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gotten away with that for much of his career. But when you're in there with the world champ, the best of the best, you have to. That throws a jab. You know what I mean? That's the weird thing. Like, my friend was the one that introduced me to Wilder, like, just showing me all these clips and stuff. And I was like, damn, this guy's power is crazy. But at the end, I was sitting back and I was like, yeah, but who's he fought? I don't know any of these guys. Yeah. It's, 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 and I'm not taking anything away, but it's like, all right, he's knocking out all these dudes, but who are these dudes? 
And then right. once once you get a guy in there like Tyson Fury who he boxes, like he knows That's what he's That's the key. He, but like Fury said, I'll tell you Wilder will beat Joshua. I I believe that too. I I, I mean, too. you see what I'm saying? He could beat Joshua, I believe. Somebody with Fury's uh reach, you know he probably got about a twenty foot reach, like go go gadget arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. how would how would a young Tyson do against him? Oh, he'd think, be inside on him. He, I think Mike Tyson would break all his, in, oh. all his in, internal organs. I think <laughs> ribs would be broke. Oh, yeah. You talking about Fury? Yeah. If he, oh, yeah. yeah he Mike, Mike Tyson messes up Fury for yeah. sure. Yeah. Dude, Mike Tyson would probably beat Deontay Wilder now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a game plan. You got to get up underneath that jam. Once you're inside, you, you can't come down too long. Logan Paul says he's ready for Tyson. Yeah, oh, he's oh, he's, he's Tyson buggy. would kill Logan Paul. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> because Good they night. said because uh 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 Mayweather uh knock, knock they say kind of knocked him out and caught a caught him. Yeah, to I help saw him that. stay on his feet. Yeah, yeah. he's I, like pop. Oops, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's why I wasn't hard pressed to order that fight because I felt like it's more for show. Yeah, yeah. It's not a real. It's not a. That's a, why I call it exhibition a fight. Fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see championship. Guys at the highest level going for it. If you're gonna pay seventy five dollars, it better. Yeah. And Mayweather said he'll fight. He'll fight the other brother. Yeah. He said you want to make that a match, then that means you got to come down to my weight. Mm. Then we'll then we'll erase the exhibition. But did you did you watch the fight? I seen clips of it. I didn't watch it. You know, live. What do you What do you think about that? His brother's got more power than he does, and he's. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. But see, Floyd, wherever his name is, he can make money. Well, that's a fact. But what I'm saying is, he's got. If even if he comes down on weight, you gotta think he's he's naturally a bigger dude. So he walks around heavier. He's okay, actually trained. Yeah, I see. All he a, was happy about was going. I went eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Well, he's the, getting high off of that. He's getting all high ratings for that. The thing I think that the thing I think that kills Jake Paul in this whole thing is that Jake's not gonna. Logan was hugging him like crazy, like bear hugging him, almost like leaning on him and throwing him around, like with that wrestling background. I think Jake is too composed. Jake's like really like the boxer, boxer out yeah. of both the brothers, if if you want to call him that. Sure. And I think that that would hurt him because if he's going to be more technical, that's where Floyd's game is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. the greatest boxer of all yeah, time. But if you opinion. see the last fight that Jake Paul actually fought a legitimate fighter, which was really nobody I ever knew, wasn't it Nate Robinson? No, this guy was horrible. Oh, it was, no, it was, ben, it was Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Yeah, ben Askren. I'm, I'm thinking, come on, dude. Yeah, but Ben Askren's terrible. He, ben, he's fighting, uh, who's he fighting now? He's fighting Tyron Woodley. Get in there, yeah. like, with, uh, bring out Mark Rito. He's, he's, he's fighting Tyron Woodley, dude. And they're dropping really? him. Yeah, he's yeah. boxing him. That's, yeah. that's, that fight's next. You know, you know who needs to come on out and box one of these guys? Is Herschel Walker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, Herschel they, Walker. They don't it. want it with that dude. That uh, dude. That dude. He's still in great shape. Yeah, cut up. Yeah. What about Bo Jackson? Now that's that was my favorite running back of all time. Bo? But that's not gonna be my next person I say, but that was my that's <laughs> he's my favorite running back of all time. Bo's a man. Talk about a between super him athlete. And, between, him, between him and uh Barry is my, my my favorite. Yeah. I can't stand Emmett, but let's not go there. Yeah. Emmett well, Emmett was uh he was he was great for me down there in Dallas. Yeah, if Emmett if, if Barry had Emmett's line, Barry would have had about a hundred thousand yards rushed. Oh, oh no doubt. Yeah, Emmett, Emmett was spoiled down there. Yeah. yeah. Along with Troy. Troy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, where we at here? Hollywood or? Oh, no. That's Pacquiao. So it's back to you, L. All right. So I'm going to have to do one of your introductions. So this guy, man, he's, you know, (laughs) you guys are going to feel me on this one. (laughs) He might have been one of, this guy might have been one of the greatest college coaches. He is one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Um, You know, he's very great for the uh, the black community. Um, Coach for 56 years. 
uh, HBCU. Um, let's give it up for uh, Mr. Eddie Robinson. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. he's been coaching for 56 years. You know, one thing I appreciate about him, man, he gives – Gave opportunity. You know, a lot of African-American kids didn't have opportunity to go to college. Mm. You know, and this, if he gave him opportunity. His Now, we talk about greatest coaches as Saban, which, you know, you can't take away. But Saban's on a bigger market. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Eddie Robinson's record was uh, 408 and 165 and 15. Nice. Wow. So that's a, a lot of championships throughout the HBCU. Mm. And he stayed there for 56 years. Obviously, you're not just staying there for the money. Yeah, right. You know, Absolutely. It's, you know, it's there. You, you, you bringing kids out of – Proverse neighborhoods and different things like that had a Super Bowl champion and Doug Williams and a lot of a lot of his uh, players they make it to the NFL and and Hall of Famers down the NFL so you know I want to I want to get up for Eddie Robinson oh yeah, I respect one. that yeah because it runs deeper than just the game obviously yeah. Yeah. and you're there for 56 years you know yeah. you're having a huge Love impact the game. on the community right for sure so I dig it man. All right so that rounds out the fives right there gentlemen nice. well that done was that was great. I yeah. enjoyed that one. So uh, appreciate you guys for having me. It's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we ain't done yet. We're, oh, we're, we're here. To, we're here to yeah. talk about you now. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pass, uh, the, pass out the shots. No, so we. Uh, <laughs> you want a shot? <laughs> I got. Qu- I got questions, yeah. dude. Because yeah. I love comedy, man. Okay. What's up? Um, first of all, what started you in comedy? Like, what? What made you? I mean, obviously, dude, you're probably a natural funny dude because you're yeah. black and uh, a lot of. He <laughs> <laughs> said, "Cause I'm black, I'm naturally funny." <laughs> <laughs> he tried to sneak that in there. <laughs> No, right. no, but like, dude, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I think you 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 know people just kids in general grow up like capping on each other and talking yeah. shit. Yeah. But like, what what made you be like, hey, I want to stand on stage and possibly bomb in front of all these people and look like an idiot? What what gave you that courage? And have you ever bombed? Like, I know I'm asking crazy questions. Yeah, but. Uh, I think a lot of people might have bombed. So one one of the things for me, I'm gonna tell you a few things that really pushed me into doing comedy. One of the things was. You know, I was I tried comedy some years ago before I even started again for real. Got on stage, I did okay. You know what I'm saying? But what really started me again was, you know, I was I was I'm an outside sales rep selling medical equipment, and I'm mm. selling and I'm and I'm and I'm always in the streets, and I'm selling like back braces, knee braces, stuff like that. I'm in the senior citizen apartments and stuff like that, and I'm posting all this funny stuff that I'm seeing like old people fighting over pizza because I'm having pizza parties and old people getting into real brawls over pizza and. <laughs> And and stuff like that. I'm posting on Facebook. Everybody just dying laughing, you know. And, you know, different things I'm seeing in the streets, you know. Just crazy thing I'm seeing in the streets. People lie, laugh and laugh. I say, this is funny, but, hey, it's social media. But what pushed me over the edge was when I was um at my grandmother's home. She, she I mean, she passed away. So we were having a family reunion. So the day before the family reunion, everybody, you know, came to my grandmother's house because we still got the house or whatever. And, and my little cousin, he... um paid a couple of comedians to come in. And one of the comedians, I'm gonna keep him nameless because he's still out here. But one of the comedians, you know, I was at the food at where the food was at and I'm talking to my uncle and I said something and everybody started laughing. And this dude took what I said and took it on on stage with my family and said the same exact thing I said. <laughs> like, bro, uh... you're a comedian, you take a my I said, I can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Wow. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what pushed me to go in and start. So at the time one of my friends, um, Pam, I know her like almost all my life. She was doing a lot of open mics and stuff like that. She really wouldn't take com- comedy serious, but she went to some open mics and she posted on Facebook. So I knew I could reach out to her. Pam, where's the open mic? Take me. She took me. And then you get addicted. But the beautiful thing about doing comedy in Detroit, so when I used to um, substitute teaching Oak Park, one of the funniest guys in Michigan right now is Josh Adams. 
and he was one of my football players back then because I was coaching football. And he told me to go to um, Mandy's, which is on the east side, like in the hood, you know, to do comedy. Now, that club, people go there, probably be about four or five people there to see comedy. The rest of them in there smoking, drinking, and trying to get, you know, hoes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that was my boot camp, my boot camp of going to comedy. Of comedy. So and then Detroit is really rough when it comes to comedy as well, especially you going to the bars and different things like that. So that kind of got me going and, you know, it builds your confidence up. So now, you know, anywhere I go in America, I feel comfortable. I've been through Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like well, I, you can't you can only go up from there. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm, there's a there's a parallel too. I feel that because Philly and I used to do we used to rap. I mean, uh, I still I still do music. We started out doing the same thing. It's like you're you're performing in these hole in the walls in front of four people. Yeah. And you gotta make them listen you. to you. And especially for me, I'm like this short little white dude and everybody's yeah. kinda hardcore and even the rappers are hardcore. So it's like not only am I sharing the stage with dudes talking about shit I'm not talking about because I'm right. not gonna be false. I'm gonna be real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that does show but like when I started rapping, I was studying all these rappers. Were you already like a fan of comedy? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, who were you? Who, who were your? Uh, who were your comedic influences? Um. So so when I let me tell you, when I was in college, right? Mm -hmm. I love comedy so much, bro. I used to record Def Comedy Jams. I still got some VHS tapes of com Def Comedy Jam, and I'll be when I go to bed at night, I would put it on the tape and listen to the tape while I was falling asleep and I dreamed that I was on stage. Wow. <laughs> Not thinking that I wanted to be a comedian or anything. I just love comedy. I love laughing. I love people around me yeah. having a good time. I love people smiling and, and you know, just having a great time around me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I used to listen to them while I'm going to sleep and dreaming that I'm on stage and different things like that. Thank you. And uh, so when I say, when you ask who my influences are, I'm going to say, no, I was into comedy. I, comedy is comedy. Funny is funny. Mm -hmm. So I used to go on YouTube and just watch people. But because I'm a bigger guy, I started really watching. When I first started, I started really watching Lavelle Crawford because he's a big guy mm -hmm. on stage and he's killing it and doing good. You know, funny as hell on stage. So I was like, this is the guy I need to kind of not to steal his jokes, of course, but kind of mimic his style and different things like that. And that's why I took it from there. I started watching him all the time, see how he was his mannerisms on stage and different things like that. And, and that's who it was. But man, I, anytime I, I, I'll be sitting on, on the shitter and just pull up comedy and see who's doing whatever and saying whatever. And cause you'll find there's a lot of, see what happens is just like, just like the music business. There's a lot of great musicians and artists who you ain't gonna ever hear about. Cause they're not gonna get that break, but they might, it might be a rapper that's better than Jay-Z out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z right. just got discovered and found. That's why I never say people like Jordan is the best basketball player ever because it could be somebody down on on a, a, a Rouge Park Park that could be better than Jordan. He Earl, just Earl Manigault. Right. Anybody could be, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I say he's the best we know or he might yeah. be the best we know, but yeah. That's yeah. that's crazy. It's like how what's what's your longest set? What was your longest set that you ever did? Oh, uh, I probably did like 45 minutes. Do you because, do you polish it? Like is it is it how do you work on that? See, my, my thing is I, I, I deal with reality. So a lot of my stuff is things that I've seen. What, what happens with com comedy, right, is that, like, a lot of people see things in black and white. We see things in color and animation, just like, you know, uh, and just like when I was telling you guys about the rug and coaching the rug and getting rug, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just came off the top of my head, just off the, you know what I'm saying? But I could shit, I could take that and use that on stage. Actually, I'm probably gonna write this down. <laughs> Make sure you forward me this. No, I'm just playing. 
Oh, it's but, out there. It's public knowledge now, bro. Oh, somebody go steal it. Somebody go steal it. No, but yeah, it's just, it's just, man, it's just based on reality, and we see things different. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just like I have jokes about big girls, and my thing is, I always try to tell jokes that you ain't hear. Like a lot of times, you t- people tell jokes, and it's almost like the same thing somebody else said a little bit. But my 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 big girl joke is about a girl being four foot tall and four foot wide, and I call her my little four by four. <laughs> and that's my four by that's my that's my big girl joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I try to I try to make mine way different than other people and try to be more unique. Do you still watch comedy? Sorry, oh, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Yeah, I still I still watch comedy. I still love comedy. I, I appreciate you know it's a difference. Like, I mean, this this not to throw anybody under the bus. This it's a difference between like. So just like um, who was I watching the other day? Just watching it maybe today. Somebody said, "Yeah, I started off. I had to sleep in my car and under the blanket." Oh, I was watching a thing on wrestling. You know, they had a wrestling uh, Annie and people had um the bio, yeah, bio- biography. I had two yeah, hours. Yeah, Hollywood so. was telling me about those. Oh, those are awesome, man. Yeah. And somebody who I'll forget who I was watching. Maybe was it The Rock? I don't know if it's The Rock. Whoever it was talking about I had to sleep in my car and blah blah blah. The same thing with comedy, man. A lot of people who want to do it full time. They probably sleep in their car. Like Tiffany Haddish should tell you. She, I had to sleep in my car. I had to do this. I had to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got people like me who's like, fuck that. I got a lifestyle that I like. You know what I'm saying? So I can't mm-hmm. just develop my whole life into this. You know, I still get booked. People still write me on you know, Facebook or whatever to try to get me booked to stiff and things like that. But I still got a job. You know what I'm saying? I still got kids to take care of and stuff. But mm-hmm. It's a huge sacrifice. It's it's. I think it borders the line between sacrifice and selfishness. You know what I'm saying? Sure. If you ain't got no kids and you're single and it's just you, go for it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, we but, talked about that too with Hollywood. Like back mm-hmm. when he was younger, he was boxing. You know, mm-hmm. Golden Glove champion two times, mm-hmm. and you know he had to give it up for kids, right? Yeah. You know, made that sacrifice. Should have pulled out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Left him on the carpet. <laughs> Left him on the carpet, man. You could have been right. the world champion. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, did you guys get to talk about like in, where he draws inspiration from? I want to ask you that. Like, who's? Yeah. I know we yeah. talked about influencers today, but as far as a comedy game, like, who do you like kind of mold after, look at as, and, and use some of that in your game? Well, well, like I was telling them that you know. For me, it's all about, I try to mimic reality, mm. things that I see, you know, out here. And then I just put it into a, 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 into my own thought, you know. And the thing that made comedy, a comedian funny is that you can see something a certain way, but we see it a whole different way. And we talk about it a whole different way and probably more descriptive about it that's going to make it funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you probably never look at your carpet the same anymore. You know? No, no, man. <laughs> I'm going to think of all the kids I could have coached. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whole bunch of carpet babies out here. Oh, yeah. The whole team on the towel. <laughs> Matter of fact, there might be some of mine down there. <laughs> Come on, Sticky. You can do it. <laughs> How did you fumble that ball, Sticky? <laughs> but, yeah, man, I was telling me, me be, being a bigger guy when I first started, I started watching, like, Bill Crawford, because he's a bigger guy, and I was trying to see how he was handling himself on stage and different things like that, and I kind of mimicked after him a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, he he would probably be the one I w- that I would say, but yeah, I, I still watch comedy, man, because you can, you never can you know too much, and if you love it, you love it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, uh, do you write this stuff down? So, like, say you go to one show, and then you go to the next show, you're not repeating the same stuff? How do you remember all that, all that stuff that you say? Yeah, you 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 say the same shit. And you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you can't. I when when I first started comedy, I thought 
I just did the show over here. I just did the show over here. So now I got to come up with some whole new shit to go over this. But you don't realize these people over here didn't hear. Over here didn't hear what you said over here. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like say you get somewhere and you get in the crowd and all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, there's like four or five of these motherfuckers. already know what I'm, just, what well, I'm saying? You switch it up? Well, yeah, you, you should have plenty of material because like the reality of it is a lot of times you're going to do comedy and you, you're going to do like 15 minutes. Okay. So if you got 30 minutes of material, you can switch it up. And then you got to go by, you know, the feeling of the crowd as well. You know, yeah. like sometimes I'll... You can go off the, t- the top of your head and, and freestyling and be funny as hell, and then you'll throw like a little bit of your joke in here, a little bit of your joke in there. So a lot of people probably have seen a lot of my jokes already, and that's that's fine. And I got I got more jokes. You know what I'm saying? I got carpet babies now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, you gotta so, give, you gotta give your boy Philly a plug for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, we got carpet babies now. So where do you come up with all this stuff? Just in your head? Just in my head. Stuff that I see on a regular basis. Um, you know, it might be something I may, might have even heard another comedian talk about, and I say, hey, I could talk about it this way, you know, or that way. Or in your own way. In my own yeah. way, and just try to be more creative. You mm-hmm. know, like if I see a couple in a, in an audience or whatever, I might say, give it up for the first successful couple from FarmersOnly.com type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just And just, just have fun with it. Because I, I realize in comedy, you know, instead of just, like if you see comedy shows or whatever, or if you ever been to a, like a real comedy show, like a Fox or something like that, the main comic doesn't come out there and do comedy first. They always have people warming up the crowd, a couple yeah, of people yeah. Yeah, that's sure. gonna get them all giggly and you know laughing in a good mood, and then the then the main comic come out. Mm-hmm. So like if you if I'm the first person doing comedy, a lot of people are visual. You know what I'm saying? So just like I'm talking about the carpet babies, y'all looking at the carpet, yeah, that shit funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I look at what's going on in the room and try to you know use whatever's going on in the room to try to get them. Get them uh, going and get them laughing at first, you know. Carpet Baby sounds like a good uh, like cartoon sitcom too. Like you could have it. Like, you go to writer. Let's you go. Have, you could have it zoomed in on like you know yeah. somebody just fucking goes all over the carpet. Yeah, that's and that's 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 you got these carpet strands that come up, so they're different <laughs> color than the actual carpet. You know what I mean? A little white, got a little uh, frosty look to it. Now you know it'd be funny if you was walking around here some socks and you took a step and then the next step your whole sock got ripped off. Oh man! <laughs> Did you uh, happen? Do you ever let him know about the Grand River? Oh man, you see the Grand River video? Mm-mm. Oh man, here you go. Yeah, Hollywood. You yeah. might be able to play a little bit of this in your uh, comedy. No! That Grand River at the bus stop. <laughs> what? The- oh yeah, look at them Nikes flipping. What? The it's hell? going down. Oh yeah, Grand River it's at the real. bus stop. Well, at the, that's live at the bus stop. Yo, downtown what? Grand River, Detroit's finest, baby. Yep. What? <laughs> Getting it Can't in. Can't get anywhere else like in Detroit. And and they and they <laughs> got a vi- and they got a video crew. <laughs> Dude, it was happening. Imagine right. seeing that up front. Oh, he digging it. He in there. Oh, he was. What is that? It. What is that on? Or you just downloaded it? No, my man. My man sent it to me. The guy yeah. was live and he got it. Sent it to him. Son right. was cleaning house, dude. He didn't oh, you know the dude who was videotaping it? No, my my boy did. Oh, and you know my the business mind of me because those are probably some crackheads. I say y'all should take that video and uh send it to Pornhub and go ahead and get paid for it because they don't, they not gonna never know. Oh right. no, yeah. Pornhub would take that stuff right there and yeah. Yeah, monetize. Yeah, I mean that's just the business. They should give them a cup, man. It might change their lives. Oh, that too. All they gonna do is buy a bigger rock. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, shit. He was digging in that bad boy, right? Oh, yeah, cleaning house. I got. I, I just got another question about the comedy. If you're talking to kids that are trying to uh, aspire to be comedians, what's one of your techniques that you use? Like, how do you get a thought in your head from? Oh, that's some. Like, how do I work this joke out? Like, what do you? What's the process like when it comes to, oh, that's funny, but how do I make it funny for everybody else? Um, it's all about failure, man. You just got to get on stage. It's just like going, like playing golf. 
can't just go out there and start hitting balls. You got to go to the range and 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 the, the clubs and open mics are the range for us. So you know, and you can talk to your friends. Some some people have like they get with their buddies. Like we'd be down here some, and they they write. They have writing sessions to see what's funny. You know what I'm saying? Because I realize that almost anything you talk about can be funny. Mm. It's all about how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you inflection your voice. You know, louder. You know what I'm saying? It all could be funny at some point. So if I talk to kids, you know, one thing about a lot of kids, they they probably get hampered because you know you had that clown in the class and you sit your ass down. You know, <laughs> we need you to be quiet. Blah blah. But that dude could be the next Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just got teachers need to know how to like channel that. Now, do you know, uh, do you like certain types of comedy? Like, do you just like stand-up? Or do you, are you into, like, the, the new Facebook stuff, you know, where they walk around Walmart and they go in people's ears like, oh? <laughs> you know? Like, like yeah. stupid dumb that, shit that's, like that? That's, that's funny, too. Whatever's funny is funny to me. Yeah. I, um, I had one at, uh, at Walmart. What was I saying? Oh, I was asking a lady. She didn't know. She didn't know. Uh, she didn't speak real English. And I was asking, where's the big ball section at? I need some underwear. Where's the big ball section at? <laughs> The big ball section, huh? It's over there. The big ball section is over there where I can get some with my big balls. I gotta find that video and repost it. I think Hollywood said was something like that. But he was looking for the hammerhead section. Yeah, oh, I'm looking for that deep cup, man. <laughs> so now, have you um ever been where you've been booed? Booed out just like right off the stage? Or man, no? Mandy's is rough, bro. Mandy's. Like, I'm going to tell you this. The very first time I went to Mandy's, I was scared as hell. You know, it's in the hood, first of all. And then, like, Josh, as I tell you, one of the funniest guys, he was like, uh, call Mike Larry, because Mike Larry was another comedian. He he was kind of running a comedy scene there. Mm-hmm. And I got there. He wasn't there. And other comedian, Shorty, was there. He's like, man, you're a comedian? I was like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure I, I, don't, I ain't going to say I'm a comedian until I get paid. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> But I did like two, three minutes. And the good thing about that, the inspiring things about that is like a year later, one of the ladies that was there, she hired me to do a birthday party for her. So she's like, you're funny. Two, three minutes. We want to hear more. So I ain't had no more. I was new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, they're probably, what they'll jiggle the keys or whatever. But like I said, places like Mandy's, it's a difference when you have to go to a bar than when you go to a comedy club. Comedy club, they expecting to hear comedy. They want to hear comedy. Yeah. At a bar, you got to, might have to crack on a couple people. You gotta do whatever you gotta do to get them going and get they you get their spirits in the right place to start receiving comedy. Have you ever done uh, the Royal Oak Comedy Theater? Mark Rillies, yeah. Mark Rillies, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I Mark went Rillies. to a few there. Yeah. Mark Rillies. Um they got another one out in Waterford now, uh One Night Stands. Okay. They better pay me for plugging them. Um <laughs> right. They out out in out in Waterford. They they're pretty good. I've been there. I was there like maybe the second week they opened up. I did a whole weekend there. Um and, and you know the thing is, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you do comedy in in Michigan, in Detroit, you can go anywhere. So it's a little rougher here in, in Michigan. It's a little rougher in Detroit, but you learn how to do and you learn how to have thick skin. So everywhere else, I be honest with you, I did really well everywhere else. I've been to Alexandria, uh, D.C., Virginia, Baltimore, um, nice. K- Kentucky. My man took a flyer on me. I didn't even know the guy. So my goal was to. My goal was to, anywhere that was in like a four or five hour drive radius, I wanted to try to do comedy. At. Man, Vern Thompson, give him a shout out. He uh, hired me to headline. He was my first headline gig. He said, you can headline. I was a little scared, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he was at a comedy club down there. Um, uh, Nash, been to Nashville, been to New York. So yeah, I had a, I had a ball in New York. 
doing yeah. comedy. Where'd you go there? Um, LOL. I was at LOL. Okay. I was at a broad, uh, a Broadway comedy club. Um, any smart comedian, you know what you'll do is because of social media now. If you want to go to any city, you should go in there and find their comedy. You go to say Cincinnati Comedy, join their little uh, group, their group, and just say, "I'm coming to town. Can you put me on stage?" Pittsburgh, I love Pittsburgh. Wonderful, wonderful people over there. And then you you go do an open mic. You go do open mic. You kill it. They're gonna pay you to come back. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. That's so dope. now I is it, it uh is it uh super competitive? You know what I mean in, in the comedy game? Because I know like when we were coming up doing music, it mm-hmm. was um. It was a dog eat dog type mentality, you know what I mean? Um, people not so much really willing to help. You find them here and there, yeah. You know what I mean? They'll uh, they'll get you studio time or get you on shows, put their neck out for you. But for the most part, it's pretty cutthroat. Is it the same for the comedy? Yeah, it's all it's all about the network, man. To be honest with you, the the bigger shows, like the older people, the older guys, like, like the ones you see on Def Comedy Jam, that's here in Detroit. Mm. They kind of like stick together. You know what I'm saying? They might bring one of us along. Say, hey, you could do a guest spot. You ain't getting paid, but you could do a guest spot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I could be honest with you, man. In, in Michigan, and it's probably the same in every state. It's just like in the rap game or the music game. Probably about ten to twenty thousand people that want to be the top mm. rapper or top. MC and the same thing with comedy, man. It's it's a bunch of us here. So what I did was, I tried to make my own lane, have my own comedy show, have my own things like that. So that's what I did when I got like maybe like I was probably like four or five months in the game. I I ended up doing comedy, have my own little comedy room at a bar on a grass between eight and nine mile, and that's what I that's what I started doing then. So you build your own lane, and then shit, you can like I said, you can leave, go somewhere else, like. Everywhere I went to, they hired me back to come do comedy again. It's just COVID is slowing everything down. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. So Definitely. yeah, you go, you go ahead, you go, you go and build your own lane. You shit, if you got to leave, find the people who love you because it's fun. It's funny people outside of your area will give you more love than people in your area. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I yeah. I feel that. And the good thing about me being gone for a little while, like over the about a year because of COVID, people looking for me. Where you been? When the next time you gonna perform and different things like that. So when people put me on stuff, I send them my flyers and post my flyers and. Let's roll. Yeah. Nice. So uh, go ahead and plug some social media, man. That way it's out there for people to go check you out. Oh, yeah. On Instagram, on uh, Facebook, I'm Al Sugar Bear, A-L-S-U-G-A-B-E-A-R, uh, Parham. Y'all can look me up. Um, on YouTube, I got some stuff on YouTube, too. Hilarious stuff. Y'all going to love the stuff I'm going to show you on YouTube. Um, YouTube is uh, Al Sugar Bear, or maybe by comedian Al Sugar Bear, or whatever. Just, I'm out here. Awesome, man. Well, awesome, man. I poured us some tequila. I know Hollywood and Just James aren't doing shots right now, but I appreciate you, sir. Salute to you, brother. Salute. Thanks for stopping by. Yes, absolutely, man. Yeah, that was fun. That was yes. dope. Yeah. Well, we got one more segment, Hollywood. There you go. We got the this or that. Do it. Apple or Android phone? Oh, man. Well, Sugar Bear, I'll give you the, the honors. You can start it off. Um... I like Android. That's because I don't have an Apple. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm an older guy, so all that change and upgrade, I'm the type of guy that'll keep my phone until it die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You still got a flip phone, don't you? Yeah, I still got one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shh, my girl don't know about that one. <laughs> you got the burner. You <laughs> right, got she, the burner. They keep that, that beeper, man. We keep that one in the trunk. The girl don't need to know about that one. You know? But no, I, I'm... I'm Man, I, I keep my phone until it died, bro. And, and and only reason I did upgrade my phones right now is because 
Dude made me an offer I couldn't refuse. I was paid about 200 for 200, 240 for two phones. Dude, it, I ain't gonna plug this company because they ain't giving me no endorsement. Money. No, I don't do that. No, don't name drop. <clears> no, I ain't gonna name. I, but the company that I'm with now gave me had me paying 125 dollars for two phones now. So I couldn't, I couldn't refuse nice, that. That's nice. nice. Yes, yeah, go. I got two phones for me and my son for buck 45. Really? You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these companies are charging upwards like 200. It's yeah, crazy. I, that's there, why man. I was paying like 240 before with um. The other company, and then this company, they, say, I can't, I can't turn that down. And gave me like four hundred dollars, two hundred dollars per phone. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, that's solid. Cash. See, I, I just like, I like the user friendliness of Apple. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's why, and I've been with them for so long now. I don't like to change too much. Yeah, so yeah. I, just, I stick with it. User friendly. Life is hard, bro. So yeah. like the last thing I want to worry about is is that shit. You yeah, know, yeah. learning a new phone. Like no, I need to be quick. I got so much other shit I need to worry about. I think I uh yeah. I've said it before. I'm an Apple guy. Yeah. And the reality of it is, man, is we probably not using a, a fourth of the stuff on our phone that's really on oh, our yeah, phone right now. Yeah. Right, right. I try. The government might be, though. I was just thinking that, too. <laughs> right. They're right. watching you. Right. Yeah, I was an Android guy to the core. I, I felt the same way. Actually, I'm still that way where it comes to, like, upgrading. But I used my Android until it died, and I lost all my shit. So then mm, I was like, you know what? That sucks. I'm going to uh, switch over to Apple because yeah. they seem to be more of the, we'll keep up with the shit. Like, they make you, they're like, you're going to pay $1,300. You're, you're, basically, you're never going to pay this off, but whenever we upgrade, you can just pay, you can just continue your payment until you pay the next. So you're just always paying, but you're always upgrading. Right. So I'm like, you yeah. know what? Let me switch to Android. Now I love it. Right. It was annoying in the beginning having to learn it all. You Philly knows because of the Mac. Even switching to a Mac from a PC, it's almost yeah. the same. You're trying to like learn everything all over again. Yeah. Right. But the, once you get it, it's so, it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Know, especially as much as we have our phones in our hand, once you get it, like you said, you even if I had an Apple, it'd probably just be you, easy. Yeah. You yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It'd come naturally eventually. Yeah. How about you, Hollywood? Uh, I had an Android. I loved it, but uh, I converted over to Apple and. Uh, it was a lot more easy, techno- you know, looking at the things, a lot more easier. Um, so I'm sticking with it. Yeah. You know, I enjoy it. I, li- I like the pictures. are a lot better, more clear. Yeah, cameras the- are, sh- are nice yeah. and sharp. The, the Androids were kind of fuzzy, man. I could be honest with you, man. It's, uh, what is this, a 21 or whatever? This, this, the videos are like cinema-like videos, man, to be honest. It, it, they're so clear, like almost looking at one of those high-definition TVs. I'm trying to pull one up. Mm. And see, on the Android, like when you pull up to get bigger, it would get distorted with the Apple, it don't. Yeah. Yeah, so me and my boy used to have like a battle in the mailroom. Like he was getting, trying to get me to switch over to Apple for so long. I was like, dude, I'm good with this phone. Like I liked, I liked the Androids because I was the guy that would do the YouTube download. Uh, like I would try to convert YouTube videos to MP3s mm. so I could write. And with Android, you can't. You couldn't download stuff, like, if it wasn't Apple-related at first. Okay. But then he showed me, like, you could. There's a way you just save it into your files, and, you know. So I was like, all right, well, I'll, you know, I'll switch over. Okay. So, uh, three to one, Apple. Nice, Apple it is. You, you get- prefer to uh, lay on your couch or recliner? Ah, you got to speak up. Oh, man. I mean, we might as well... Might as well go with Sugar Bear, man. Start it off again. Sugar Bear. Um, I'd rather go with a recliner. 
You know, you can, you can. <laughs> I, I wasn't laughing. Yeah, I wasn't laughing. Philly, Philly, you all right over there? I was like, damn. Yo, my right. bad. A true comedian, baby. Yeah. Even when it's yeah. not funny, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go to, I go to recliner, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big ass guy, so I can't even turn over on the couch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I can kick my feet up in a recliner and lay back, put my head back. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I'll go, I'll go to recliner. I mean, I feel like you can do so much more on a couch. You know what I mean? You want to talk about carpet, oh, you babies? Talking about? I mean, you want to get <laughs> <the> carpet burns? <laughs> you ain't get no burns on the couch, man. <laughs> no, but I'm a recliner guy too, man. Um, I, for years, I could just I'm watching a game, watching a show, freaking pass out like an old ass man sitting in the recliner, man. You know, it's just so relaxing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if I had to choose, it'd be the recliner for sure. Kick the feet up and chill. Just I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with recliner too. It's crazy because I slept on a couch for a while. Like I was on my boy's couch just sleeping. Uh, it's been like my bed for a while. So I, I really, I love a couch, man. Like I feel like a couch is better, but in a way, you have to share it with other people. So I'm gonna go with the recliner because if I if I got my own chair, you can just lean back, right, like Fat yeah. Joe, and then just fall asleep, dude. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That couch you always gotta be worried about somebody else trying yeah. to sit on it. Right. So you, I agree. Too. And if you feel if you got people over and you wanna lay down, you feel rude. Like you're yeah. taking up all the seats mm, on it. But yeah. if you got a recliner and you pass out, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with uh recliner as well. <laughs> Big fella. I, mean, I, I love fella <laughs> I love it, man. Unanimous. That bad boy, crank that bad boy back. That's it. It's oh, yeah. me. That's a you clean, know, that's a clean sweep. Yep. You can't right. come on. That's for for it. How about this one? Um, sleeping quiet or with noise? You prefer Sugar Bear? Oh, that's a tough one because it don't matter to me. When I'm sleepy, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> um, I guess because I sleep with my girl, she always had a TV on, so I go with I go with noise. I guess she had a TV on, mm. but I, if I'm sleepy, like last night, I, we drank a big thing or something. <laughs> it's time to go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. So. Yeah, I guess I can do it with the TV on. See, I like uh, the only noise I like is is a fan going. Mm-hmm. If it's the TV, like I used to be able to fall asleep with the TV on. Now I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just I need no light, but I got the ceiling fan on. I got the uh, electric fan on. <laughs> I need it cool, man. They call me Latino Heat for a reason. Because <laughs> even when I'm chilling in the bed, man, I still got that fire burning through right. my veins. You know? sweat all over, man. Might be some rug babies up there. That's what I'm saying, man. You got some blanket babies, too, man. <laughs> some sock babies. They all yeah, over. Them stiffies. Them stiffy stiffs. We out here. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go with noise. I can't, I can't sleep in silence, dude, because uh, my mind never stops. So I gotta have it's weird, like if I put a I'll put a movie on my phone. I'll plug my phone into charge, put a movie on every night, it'll be something I've seen already a million times. And I, my brain focuses on that, the dialogue in the movie. Yeah. And then uh it helps me not think about a million different things. When it's right. quiet, not try, I mean if I'm dead tired, I'll pass out regardless. Yeah. Right. You write this me too. That's if I like I'm a writer, dude. Like I'm always thinking. Mm-hmm. So if I go to bed to silence I'm just gonna toss and turn and be thinking about a bunch of shit and want to wake up and write it down. Or yeah, so I'll I'll put right. a movie on I love and I'll just start. It's almost like the dialogue just starts soothing me. And next thing you know, I don't remember what last scene it was before I passed out. So you really you really just sold me on the noise because I'm the same way. If it's dead quiet, I have so much stuff going through my mind, bro. Yeah, 
Like, but seriously. Don't you think that has something to do with, um, I think it's scientifically proven, too. We're so attached to our phones that mm-hmm. our brains are overstimulated when we go to bed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You're supposed to actually put it down like a half hour before you go to bed. Right. Yeah, you know I mean? you're not supposed to be on it. Yeah. 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 But my, I, I, I just use it as a TV. It's it's like really a substitute for a TV though, because I don't have a TV anymore. Yeah. So I just put a movie on, just set it on the on the thing, and it's like it, it'd be like just leaving the TV on. Yeah. I think the best for me would be doing the damn thing, rolling over and going to bed. That you know? shit works too. Oh yeah, that I shit mean, works yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I sleep like a baby. I wake oh, yeah. up to piss though at like three in the morning. Yeah. I can't fall yeah. back asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No piss. He got a stiffy over right. there, man. Right, right. And he pissing all over the wall. <laughs> he's, got, he's got, he's got, to lean with that hump and all. Oh shit. He got a TP going on over yeah. there. <laughs> Why are you her. going outside? Cause I don't want to piss on the walls. I rather piss in the bushes. Or poking her in the back. Right. Oh man. Spooning. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm gonna say noise too. I I, I got a uh, Alexa, and I just tell her put it on wave sound or whatever. I got I gotta have some kind of noise. Like you said, you sit there and you you can get some deep thoughts, especially if you can't go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that brain don't shut down. Just yeah. to have that silence. Right. No, I gotta have something going on. Yeah. So that that's undisputed. Let's go. Uh, toilet paper over or under. Which is the correct way? Over or <laughs> from under? <laughs> Hold up. So you're saying like top of the crack down, or are you talking about like from the gooch on the up? roll? Are you talking on about the roll, on the roll? On the roll. <laughs> Toilet paper on the roll. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about wiping. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I'm like, who, who the fuck wipes their ass from top to bottom? Right, right, right. Right, right, right. Wait, wait. So you reach under? Yo, you do the wrap around. We get into all that, man. I, I was just trying to understand the question. <laughs> he like, I grabbed the wine, put it in my ass. I'm just say, I fucking do it all, bro. I try to get every angle, bro. I'm reaching from behind and down in the boss. Oh, shit. Oh, and I'm picking a cup in the boss. Oh, Hold up, you gotta man. get everything, bro. It's it's got it should it should go over. So that way it's easy to pull off. Is that the right way or that's that's what I do? There's a I my heard bad, there my was bad. A I didn't mean way. to cut you no, off. No, no, right? I, I agree. Over. Yeah. I mean, it don't matter to me as long as some toilet paper in there. Yeah, the problem is when you run out. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Then you... So if you pull it and you keep coming with it, um, it just keep coming. Or if you pull it underneath and shank it out. I heard that there was a There's reason. There's a right way. Yeah. I, heard, I heard the reason you have to have it the other way where you're pulling under because cats used to go in the bathroom and they'll fucking go like this. <laughs> oh, I can And see then that, the though. shit just unrolls. Whereas yeah. if they do it the other way, it just spins. So what about so, people who don't have cats? Fuck them. <laughs> you should get one. <laughs> then if I run out of toilet paper, I'm gonna use him to wipe my ass. There you go. That motherfucker feel better too. Right. Speaking of toilet paper though, Philly, you got some of the softest fucking toilet paper I've Damn, ever found. What felt. you got, Philly? What kind you got over there? He got the one with the bears. Yeah, so it was a snuggy. That bears. Oh no, the it's bear. the, yeah. I don't know what it is, but they always got, got the charming. Charmin. 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 Remember that commercial? Don't squeeze the shaman. But what's what is the correct way, Hollywood? I got it underneath, and exactly like kind of what you said, because when you roll it, it won't keep coming out. Yeah. So mine hangs like this underneath. Hold <laughs> like that. I don't know how many times I'll be at like my mom's and I'll try to do the quick fucking pull, yeah. and then it just keep like it doesn't pull all the way, and the shit just starts going. I'm like, oh fuck. Start rolling it right, back. Right, roll it backwards. And I'm like, someone's going to wipe their ass with my fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen people go into somebody's bathroom. Oh, uh, you had your toilet roll all the wrong way. What the fuck? Oh, get the fuck out of here. They changed the shit. 
Oh, oh hell no. I kick your you ass can't out. do that at my house. Right. The wrong way. Why are you trying you to take a shit in my house? Right. I'm like, hey, I'm like Pops. I'm the only person to do a stinky load, drop a stinky load in here. <laughs> right. Got to do number one, number two. 35, 45 minutes. Right. Oh, man. Rest in peace, man. Oh, man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, hard or soft shell tacos? Oh, I thought you were going to ask a different question. Right. Like, yeah. Harder. Whoa. Starting off yeah. with the harder soft, right. huh? All right. We're going to end this show. <laughs> um, I like soft shell. I think you can eat them faster. Mm, That's the fat boy's yeah. the fat boy answer. <laughs> yep. And they softer to go down. They ain't scratching your throat or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to say soft shell tacos too. I, I mean, I love them both, but I I don't know. Yeah, it's just easier. Yeah. I, I feel you can fit more in your mouth. You know Ooh, what I mean? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously though, I, I think about that all the time. Like I used to eat hard shell tacos because I like the crunch. Yeah. And I, I used to get pissed because I'd take a bite. When I was a kid, I didn't realize this, but like you know, I put the meat in first and the lettuce and shit. I would, I would take bites and I'm like, I got bites and there ain't no meat in these bites. It's all fucking <laughs> lettuce and shell. Right. So with the but with the roll, yeah, it's all in there, dude. Yeah. You just fucking, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just grab it, will you? You just get hey, we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad we don't have video footage, but but you guys get what I mean, you know? Yeah, sure. we got you. Yeah. We got you. Just took a turn for the worst. Soft tacos. <laughs> I gotta say hard, man. I, I like the crunch and I like just the texture of it. Dude, I knew you would like it hard when, for some reason. Dude, I fucking, I've heard too many think, stories, dude. When I think of salt, I, I think of the burrito. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And you know, I like I like the hard tacos. Okay. I like that. I like it, dude. <laughs> and last but not least, let's do. Uh, you prefer doing it the scissors or doggy style? <laughs> Where's Grandmaster B? He'd be tearing this shit up Grandmaster right now. Grandmaster B, he, uh, <laughs> I can't do this, guys. I'm off this one. I gotta go, guys. Guys, I got a wife and three kids, but oh, I can't How'd you do it, this. Master B? Doggy style this shit? All right, well, I'll let you start that shit off. Well, let me, let me just say this. Uh, I'm a connoisseur of sex, so uh, <laughs> kind of depends on the woman's shape. You know, she got a little waist or some big ass cheeks. I mean, some big, we can say ass cheeks, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah you yeah. know, that you can just grip the waist, you know, and put your hands around and just, like, beat it to death. Mm, I like dude. I like it doggy style, but if she like a, she like a big bitch, like my four by four, <laughs> just lay on your back and let me get this nut off. <laughs> dude, my mom is going to love this episode. Oh, man. your mom listening? Yeah. Hey, praise the Lord, Jesus. <laughs> we yeah, going to church Kwame. in the morning. Uh, dude, yeah, it's I, Kwame. <laughs> we got Kwame here, you hear him? Dude, she's going to be like, on that one, she's going to be like, oh, Kwame. And then he's like, yeah, but it's a big bitch. Uh, <laughs> so my mom's going to fucking love it. Hey, she knew what she was getting Wasn't into. Wasn't he yeah. just preaching? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Was he preaching about bitches? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say from the back, man. You, you like know? that dog? He's not yeah, knowing. I like to turn it up from the back, man. Shit, then you turn it over to the Grand River, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guilty as charged, oh, man. Shit, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just James. Just James. You oh. on the clock. God, my mom's listening. I can't I, that's all I'm question. thinking about, dude. It's awesome. So I'm gonna go with the scissors. I'm sorry, mom. I'm gonna go with the scissors, dude. He's like, Just, damn you, James, you cocksucker. No, you, I like it when it's like got the one leg. You know, she yeah. got the one leg, and then you just fucking put that one back, and you can just go all the way in, dude. Oh yeah, that's just lit. 
Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like you got half and half. You're yeah. you're, you're both you're doing it. You get yeah, yeah. She's on the side, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could just pull that one I feel you. Yeah. But you know, but you know, you, if you get a big girl, you can't do the scissors, man. <laughs> Too much friction. Her leg. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to lift her leg up and get in there with my big ass. <laughs> Little fellas could probably do that. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, but the scissors is dope, dude. You just get the best of both worlds. So yeah. You can smack the ass. You can fucking put the one leg back. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Your balls are on the one leg. It doesn't even matter, dude. <laughs> Fucking play with it, you spit on it, you do all types of shit, dude. (laughs) So yeah, little love you, ma. Little guy problems. Yeah. So now we got two to one, and I'm gonna go with the scissors as well, buddy. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Two two. Man, Hollywood, you letting the big fellas down right now, bro. (laughs) Yeah, man. We need a shame with that one. Shit, they still ain't bad. Nah. But no, yeah. from the bag's dope too. Yeah. But what if you yeah. got a tall? See, you're not thinking from a short dude's perspective. You get a tall bitch with them long ass femurs, and she's on her knees, and I'm on mine, but I ain't matching up. Well, let me tell you, my my girl six foot, so I can handle oh, that. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Well, look, what are you, you could- six two? Yeah, six two. But from See, the back, I called you, it. Hey. Called See, it. Dude. This, Every you, this black you got, six this, two. This is what you got to do when you're hitting it from the back, bro. You got to put your hand around her neck and push it down in the in the in the covers. <laughs> push it down. Get that ass tooted up a little bit. Put your yeah. feet up on the bed. And you can go balls deep if she can take it. Well, there's a lot of ways you can improvise too. You know, put the pillow underneath there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get a different yeah. angle. That's yeah. True. Um, but I got You can lift her up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That way. Be careful now. You can do other things. Now. Stand right. up in it and squat in it. That's hey, just whatever, dope. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Pile driver. There's yeah. a lot, a lot of cool. things you can do out there. Yeah. 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 Options. You got options. Yeah. That's right. You call Audible. <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to do You're that. You're in that submission movie. So we in that one two to two, huh? Yeah. That's dope. So we, we need a tiebreaker, tie man. Yeah. yeah. So Hollywood, can, just come up with something. We gotta break the tie. Gotta go off the cuff, man. Can I? Can I come up with one? Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. You're the guest of honor. Yeah. Exactly. Sugar Bear. You do exactly. it. Do you bust inside or on her back? Oh, oh boy. Oh shit. shit. <clears throat> condom or no? Oh uh, well, you can't bust on her back if you got a condom on. That's well, you can pull it off. I had a vasectomy, so I could bust wherever I want. <laughs> Damn. That sounds like a great idea. Damn. Yeah, Imagine I mean, that. But I like going bu- back I like to when you were fucking it. twelve and nothing came out, and you're just right. like, oh. uh, right. <laughs> right. Nothing comes out though. Right. Why am I doing this? <laughs> My friend said it was so much fun. <laughs> tingling all but over. I'm chafing. <laughs> this feels so very nice. <laughs> Why did they say use Vaseline? <laughs> Why did oh, they say shit. use Dawn dish soap? <laughs> well, I, I'm not fixed, so I, you know I'm not trying to have no babies right now. So I'm gonna say on the back. But what if you was wrestling with a girl who had her uh, de- depot shot and was, you know, definitely not. What's a depot shot? That's a shot, birth control shot. They got a shot now? Yeah, they oh, can take yeah, a they shot. They got all kinds of crazy shit. Put all kinds of shit. All right, let's, let's, do, let's do that as a caveat. The girl has birth control shot. Oh, with an inside all day, dude. You know, we have, we're over 50% female audience. Oh, once you know that, ladies, not we, anymore. <laughs> not they actually might be very interested in this. Well, let the ladies, show. please, please, please. Because please. honestly, sex sells. There was a, I was talking, exactly. I was listening to Brilliant Idiots, Charlemagne and uh, Andrew Schultz, uh, and they were talking about they uh, call daddy or some shit like that. It's a yeah. female sex podcast sold for sixty million dollars. Wow, not sold. I'm sorry, I got a deal with Spotify for sixty mil. Wow. Yeah. So, 
I mean, sex is, we are here to have sex, right? We're here to yeah. reproduce. reproduce. It's just natural. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Once right? in a while, Grand River, too. Shit. Yeah. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah. You got to go Grand River. Yeah, you got to hey, go Grand Ain't nothing wrong with Grand River. Crackheads need love, too, baby. Right. Shit, ain't, shit. ain't nothing wrong with Grand River. <laughs> no. Unless you're doing it on Grand River. <laughs> no, hell no. I mean, here's what it is bus stop and everything. So, Get on the yellow bus. Well, there's no better feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? When you can go inside. Yeah. Just call it what it is. Yeah. It's a fact. So if, if that's. The option, then yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm doing that too. It's all up in there. <laughs> all of in them guts. Fucking all in there, dude. I'm trying to get that. St- I'm trying to hit the lungs. You trying to hit that liver, huh? <laughs> I'm hit that heart. Deeper and yeah. deeper. Right. Ah, oh, man. But sometimes, let me say this for you, answer. Some people, some guys, you know, watch a lot of porn. They like the theatrics. Like they bought the bus, and they were like. Turn over, they put it in your face. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it would depend on, on the women. I mean, but see, porn isn't reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, you get that girl, she's like, oh, okay. You might just want to, <laughs> you know what I mean, just to bring more of that shit out of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to use tramp stamps as target practice. I'm. I shouldn't have said that shit. <laughs> Never mind. I'm done talking. <laughs> what, Jesse? <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Larry, the disrespect. Oh shit! You guys remember the first time you ever, you know, what I'm saying, did that inside somebody? Trap stamp. Oh, oh best yeah. feeling ever. Yeah, yeah. raw dog in that mug. You remember it? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I, yeah. I went to college, man. I don't remember, dog. You did it in college? I don't remember. <laughs> Dude, I played like football fucking... in college, so. Oh shit! That's C. What is it? CDB. CBD. So what you said is you are really, really fucking. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. When I first went to college, man, who was listening to this show before I give <laughs> spill the beans? My mom, yeah, dude. Is... All right. So, mom, when I first went to college, I Jesus was really, Christ. I was really faithful to my girl, my girl I was with at the time. I was faithful. You know, I'm a football player, so I get, all the hoes want the football players, but I wasn't doing nothing. I then. She broke down, told me, because she was at Fair State. She broke down, told me she was cheating. Oh, my God. Oh, that was Come yeah. on, that, I became a whore after that. Mm. I'm not telling she nobody. No. Yeah, that she shit hurts, man. Yeah. That shit hurt me. Especially we supposed to be, you know, she and Ferris. I'm down in Iowa, you know, whatever. Hey, I yeah. just hope I ain't had no little Iowa babies out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they still on the carpet, man. Yeah, they still on the carpet. <laughs> Might be in some... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. some, some shirt collars. <laughs> we ain't gonna oh censor you, bro. God. You gotta you gotta oh, censor yourself. Right. Man. Yeah. We ain't gonna censor you. You say what you want. She's yeah, like, I yeah, can't take me. my earring out now. It's stuck to my ear. <laughs> He's hiding in the turtleneck. <laughs> right. Fold it over. Oh man. Well, since we're on the sex topic, what's what's the craziest place you guys have had? Hollywood sex? didn't give his answer. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, we're spilling man. a lot of beans tonight. That's yeah. What what would you say? You do here. I'm gonna say out. Pretend I'm the girl. I mean, it, it's. Like, I mean, it's easy to just go in. You know what I mean? Skeeting or weave. This is how that how that baby comes out. Can go all over that face, all of them chunkles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> had a baby's marching up her chest, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let him die on the hill. Right. Oh man, <laughs> the gremlins. Oh mm. man, yeah. wild. All right, yeah. so, L, wildest place. Wildest, crate. Can I? Can I? Praise the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Can I give two? I'll give two. <laughs> Go for it. All right. When I was in college, I did do it in a library, in one of the study rooms. Mm. Um, older guy, I did it under outside 
on the hood under a lamp. That's what my current girl. Hopefully her mom's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna say uh on the fifty yard line. Fifty uh, yard line, bro. Fifty yard line. I'm in the motherfucking end zone. Fifty yard line? Right in the middle. Was it like totally dark out there? Yeah. Oh, see, I would have, I would, I would have wanted some cheerleaders out there cheering me on. <laughs> yeah. I want the announcers talking shit, and he is stroking it well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm thinking, Mike, uh, you're a savage, man. Yeah, I get down. Damn, I y'all both down. in high school at the time? Uh, just out of high school. Wow, you went back. Just, going back, yeah. yeah. It was, a, it was a whole nostalgia feel. And... You went back to cross that off your bucket list. Yeah, was it one of your teachers? I wish. Oh man, I had a couple <laughs> teachers. I would have told their ass up. Straight up. No, nah, my uh, craziest place is probably uh, driving, dude. Mm, I was at the driving? strip club with the with my girl at the time, who was an ex stripper, and we were drinking at the bar. And at the bar, we were at the bar. The bar. We were at the strip club and drinking, and then we were driving to a hotel. I think we were driving to a hotel on like Thirteen Little Mac or whatever. One of those hotels is there and before we even got there she the road got on top dude while you were driving while i was driving dude. that's that's little guy shit i'm already i'm already yeah yeah, yeah. we ain't do we can't do that shit but i was already drinking i'm driving seat reclined back fuck i can't even barely see the road that's really really commendable we went all the way to the hotel hey you gotta clap give her an applause man she saves you money on the room no we got in the room and finished it there and we were even so loud they People were knocking on the door. Really? It was a crazy night, dude. But that I'll never forget that. That was not no one else will do that. Who was, loud, who was loud? You or her? We were both loud. We <laughs> were, you know what I mean? We were freaking throwing each other around and shit. Oh shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Getting yeah, she was wild. Getting down. It was all her. Really? Yeah. I didn't have anything to do. She corrupted me. <laughs> and we're gonna believe that only because mom's listening. Well, exactly. That's <laughs> right. why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I cover my tracks always, right. dude. All right, Hollywood. I can't oh, wait well, for this one. Oh man, he can't. He can't even think of one yet. He's like, I got so many. Yeah. High school dance. What? what? On the top, top of the bleachers, up behind the thing. <laughs> High school dance. There's the music and shit going on. Hell no. <laughs> From the window to the wall. Oh yeah. Said baby, you see these sweats coming oh. out of my balls. <laughs> See my balls, baby. And you know what's funny about it? Because after it's done, we're sitting up at the top, you know, like, on the round. You know, people just look around like, where in the hell are they? Where in the hell are they at? They looking and looking and looking for us. You know, we gotta kindly. You go that way. I'll go that way. What grade was you this? Know? This was eleventh uh, grade. He said, "I ain't waiting till prom. We'll just do it right here." Right. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. We snuck off and oh, we meet upstairs up there. That's fucking yeah. funny. Hilarious. Damn, that's dude. great. While the dance is going on, yeah, music's still going. Everything's going. Lights blinking and shit. These other kids are trying to figure out how to spike the punch, and this dude's like, let's go up top. <laughs> right. And get handle business. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wild, man. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up because we, uh, we already spilled enough beans tonight. <laughs> I think there's enough dirt on all of us, but uh, <laughs> right. oh, man. It, it's all good. I had a hell of a time. Al, I just want to say thank you for coming out again, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Thanks it. a lot, brother. Yeah, yeah pleasure meeting you, too, yes. man. Had a great time. Um, awesome. We'll have to have you back on when Grandmaster B's here. Yeah, oh, I know. No doubt, yeah, yes. we'll we'll have a riot, man. So, yeah. um, also, hey, it's Father's Day. Happy Father's, Father's Day, Day. Happy Father's gentlemen. Day to you guys yeah, too. Happy Father's Everybody, Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happy Father's yeah. Day to Grandmaster B and all the great fathers out there. Yeah, Keep doing absolutely. your thing, man. Keep making the world go round. So.
Appreciate y'all. Remember to hit us at the Fives of the Week podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Fives of the Week, and Instagram, the Fives of the Week podcast. Love y'all. Be good.